Hello, and welcome to another episode of American Nerds. This is March 15th, 2021, episode 76. You know who you sounded like yes. right now? You know who you sounded like right now? Who? Uh, did you ever, you know the YouTube channel History Buffs? I've heard of them, but I've never seen any of their videos. Ah, oh, dude, it's great. It's uh, it's this like film. It's this like cinephile who basically he just uh, like gives you like a bre- a breakdown of like different historical films, and he does that. He does a very similar intro to what you just did right now. Or was that I'm like saying hello? Or was just that like a nostalgia <laughs> critic? Or was that like the hello no, everyone no, no, and welcome God, no. to history? But or like you know, no, I mean, that, that's just a normal. That's just a normal thing. I've 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 been listening to a lot of people just say hello like that. Or also maybe it's because I've been watching Twin Peaks recently, and you know Dougie Jones. I don't need to go more into that. Oh, that's so great. But yes, yeah, Amer- uh, American this nerds. Is a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, this is a podcast where we talk about. All things in pop culture and our lives and basically everything in between, maybe. I don't know. I'm Vic. I'm Raul Cruz. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was going <laughs> yeah, to introduce you, you to Yeah. I was going <laughs> to introduce you. I'm Vic. That's Raul. We're, yeah, we do this there podcast together. It's, we've been going strong since 2018. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, it's 2018. That's fucking wild. We're in 2021. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I Yeah, I know. It, it, it's wild. I've been talking to other people who like you know ask about my podcast and everything and i keep saying like oh yeah we're two years strong and i'm like what the fuck it's been two years yeah <laughs> like i say to myself i'm like this is su- yeah. it's kind of strange but you know i i, I like it i just it's always fun. i just always tell people like whenever <laughs> they ask me how long i've had the podcast i'm like oh we started around the around the time the halloween remake came out yeah that's what i always connect you know to. 2018 <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty, yeah, twenty eighteen. But the thing is, I always forget. Oh, was it in October? Or was it in November? You know that kind of thing. No, that's the thing. We're so ingrained with pop culture that that's just how we tell time yeah. at this point. Like, yeah, yeah that's how we tell. Like, like you know, Snyder Cut week. What, it's not even March. It's Snyder month. What stemmed <laughs> you? What stemmed you guys having the, the the podcast originally? Oh, Fantastic Four. You know, like, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is true. Which is true. Very we hated true. that movie so much that it's like, you know what? People need to hear our thoughts about yeah. it. Did we, Let's do a podcast. We've mentioned before, right? Like the original like a title for what American Nerds was supposed to be. First things first, right? Yeah, first things first. Yeah. 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 I still like Which that title. Like, <laughs> I still like that title. It was. It was. Uh, it was a good title. It's a good title, yeah. 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 We have a lot of news to cover in the last like two weeks that we were off. To be honest, I thought we'd have more. Week. I felt like the since like since we've been off, I felt like there was more news in general. But yeah, no, it's still like a pretty loaded docket. There's a lot it, of cool it shit. It feels like more. Yeah, there's a lot of cool shit, but it felt like more because I don't know about you, but when I found out about Oscar noms, which are gonna which we're gonna talk about this morning, now, yeah, I, I I woke up to that news and I'm like, oh god. Yeah, literally this morning, <laughs> my heart sank. I completely forgot that was it. You know, I completely forgot the Golden Globes were a thing too. So. Yeah, but like everybody does. Yeah. Like who? I I really couldn't care less about the Golden Globes. Yeah. Apparently, the Grammys were yesterday. Yeah, and that was cool because Thundercat won. So that's nice. <sighs> okay, all right. Okay, you, did, I like Thundercat. Did you hear? Nice yeah, no, Thundercat's great. Uh, did you hear about uh, the weekend boycotting the the Grammys now? Uh, I heard something about it, but I didn't read more into it. Ah, can- on a side note, I did see Kanye post a video about him po- uh, pissing on his Grammy in a urinal. I thought oh, that yeah, was really that's, yeah. Okay. All right. Don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> I understand like the whole being frustrated with the Grammys if if you know there's like that specific nomination you want. But like I fucking hate how much value the artist holds to winning a Grammy. That's the point where like the weekend's having a fucking bitch fit about not getting nominated uh, for his music. Like that really bothers me about most artists. You know. Is that really his thing? Yes. Yes, he's having, bi- okay. he's having a fucking bitch for it because uh, he d- wasn't as re- he wasn't recognized. He was snubbed for for uh, for his last album, uh, After Hours. Um, and like, I- I've always heard that the that the weekend is just a fucking dick. 
I've always heard that he was just like an entitled like douchebag, like sh- like well, Napo- I, Napoleon my, syndrome kind of thing. You know, that's a. Is he is yeah he's super short. <laughs> Wait, how how tall is the weekend? Do you find that right now while I while I uh, talk about five like, eight? The only associate five he's eight. Five eight. Yeah. Oh, so he's taller than me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm superior. Uh, no, but I was gonna say the only association, the only like human characteristic thing that I can attain, like I I could connect the weekend to, is just his cameo in Uncut Gems, where he was like telling this Julia Fox to touch his dick. Um, I think I think the weekend is actually like that. I think the that's the thing. I I, I've heard shit like that too. Like like the way he was just a fucking like the way he just spit on fucking Howard. Like I feel like he was that kind of disrespectful. Like maybe you know this is all alleged. Obviously you know like like this just (laughs) like this just shit I've heard like from people who like who like live and like that like and who are in that you know I guess uh, circle that environment you know. Uh, that I've just heard that like you know just the weekend is just like one of those fucking assholes. Yeah, I don't like the weekend as you can tell. <laughs> makes good music. I bro. like some of his music. Yeah, he makes good music. I, I think he makes good music. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, you know, I I don't really know him that much of a person as a person, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, I just yeah. had a beer with him. <laughs> yeah, I just had a beer with. him. You know, it's funny because like everybody who's under six eight, we actually have like our own like Facebook group. Yeah, you know, so I was friends with him, and I'm friends with Critical. Yeah, you because know, you know we're genetically inferior. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good. I mean, I'm I'm uh, over here. Of, I'm over of, here being six one. You know, <laughs> yeah, happy with life. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of superiority, the Oscar nominations came out this morning. Yeah, let's just let let's just get into some of them because I know we're gonna have our eventual Oscar special talk predictions episode. Yeah, and. You know, there are some really good things about this. I, I will say, first of all, there are some really, really good things about, you know, some of the picks in this nominee and this year's, you know, nomination. I think uh, but I think we could both agree. I think we could both agree that this having. is like a, a, a way better uh, nomination list than we thought we were going to have, especially with like, you know, the last year that's happened. Uh, yeah, ex- definitely. Okay. But, and, and I think it. I part of me is worried because, you know, once we get out of a COVID landscape, hopefully by next Oscar season, you know, I, I'm scared that, like, they will not go back to this sort of mentality again, where they have to, like, scramble for some really, really good genre indie films that are typically not, you know, things that you would see at the Oscars. But I'm very happy with what we got, for the most part, here, with, like, the, with this crop of nominations. Here, look. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sound the, off. For, yeah, for the most part, like, everything's pretty good. Uh, uh, is there anything specifically that you think should have gotten more love, like any film, before I start sounding off? Well, okay. Well... Film or, or or person in general. I mean, we yeah, we talked about this before we started recording, but like Delroy Lindo getting snubbed really fucking sucks. That that was everybody a, was calling that. Yeah, yeah, that was a genuine surprise. That like that yeah. that was a big like wow. Like you really you guys really like miss miss the boredom that one. Um, yeah, that was a big one uh, for all of us. Um, I guess I guess we could start off with like just score best original score. You know, uh, from the bottom like we're leading into best picture. But uh, you know, The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, Soul. Fucking tenant was snubbed as hard as possible. Oh god my god! Damn. I completely forgot. God, wow, that was. Im- huh. I think out of this list, I think probably um, uh, Soul it has the best chance of winning because that really was a fantastic score. But fuck, well, man, that's the funny thing. There's two scores by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross on this list. Yeah, they're so for sure basically, winning. Basically, 
They're for sure Hopefully winning. he wins one of them again. You know? He or so both, of them. Really funny. <laughs> both of them. Well, yeah, both of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they act as one human. Uh, one human. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, best visual effects, Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only <laughs> Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And Tenet. That shit was hilarious. Okay, like Tenet, that, that's cool. That's the winner. That I sense. think that's the winner. I, I, I mean, it's the only one it's got, I think, right? Yeah. But like Mulan being nominated for best visual effects, you could have just put in Sonic. Yeah. They had a fucking they had a whole team replace the disgusting ass design of sonic in that film with a much better design that and then honestly that studio got this that got um got laid off that honestly you know? could have been they could have been nominated instead that could have been a genuinely genuinely uh, deserved oscar like and i mean that for like with with all sincerity because like that was an actual like us <laughs> god's work they did <laughs> fixing sonic yeah. you know um Let's jump to cinematography. Yeah, yeah, I had so, I had this pulled up here. Uh, yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, mm-hmm. News of the World, Nomadland, and Trial of Chicago Seven. Why the fuck is Trial of the Chicago Seven here? <laughs> so okay, I I wanted to say this earlier, but I I might as well just say it now. Like, Mank leads the pack with ten nominations this year. Mm-hmm. Then Sound of Metal and Minari uh, both have seven, and then it's a four-way tie between Nomadland, Judas, Promising Young Woman, and Trial of Chicago 7 for six nominations. Sound of Metal got way more love than I thought it would. I am so happy about that. I haven't even seen the film, but holy shit, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no. I was expecting Riz Ahmed, which we'll get into in a second, but oh my goodness, I did not expect it to get that much love, and I'm really happy about that. Cinematography, I mean, like, you you haven't seen Trial of Chicago Seven yet, right? I mean, it looks like an Aaron Sorkin film. It looks so it's, it's, it looks so <laughs> generic. I, I yeah, there is nothing thing. about that cinematography that makes me think, wow, this is nothing more than just like a TV movie because it looks like a TV I, movie. Of, that, that's the thing. Out of the leading films, this is the most typical pick of the bunch, which is like I I look at it. And I'm not surprised that it's here because it's the most Oscar baity film. It of seems them all. so, but it yeah. seems like awful. Like it just seems like so like. <laughs> Un, like undeserved uh, for for this kind of like for this I mean like yeah I, I understand that there's not that many films that that came out you know as compared to last year but fuck dude there's like there's definitely better options than Trial of Chicago Seven probably so I don't know I haven't thing. seen it Every, but <laughs> that's the thing I've seen that I've seen this and Mangrove which is another trial movie about civil rights the one uh, from Small Axe from uh, Steve McQueen. And, you know, technically, I, I don't know the whole scenario, but I, I guess it doesn't count because it's it's technically a TV movie instead of an actual film or something. But that's a way better film about a court. Uh, that's a way better court drama than this one. And I've already been seeing the comparisons laid out, you know, between those two for months on end with people saying that Mang- uh, Mangrove is a much better film, which it is. It, I, I think personally it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Whatever it, it it's a thing that happens with this. To be honest, uh, that's film editing. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I just want no. I just wanted to say that like I think out of like this entire list, I think this I think this will go to Nomadland, just like on principle. But I feel like the, I feel like the most deserving one here is Judas and the Black Messiah because that's a fucking beautiful film. Oh yeah, no, it's beautifully shot. Yeah, I saw it again a few days ago for an assignment, and it was fantastic. Yeah, best editing. You know, it was just Cough. as good. Best editing. That what well, this is where I feel like No Land's actually gonna take the cake with this one, even though it's like kind of obvious editing, but it makes sense. The Father, No Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Meadow, and Trial of Chicago Seven. <sighs> uh, Dude, I'm, I, I'm I'm a little butter here. If we're go- <laughs> well, that, well, that's the thing. If we're going by history, typically the winner of this 
pack of this uh, category. There have been obvious exceptions, of course. But the winner of this category typically gets the, the, the main prize in Best Picture. So, yeah, I don't know yet, obviously, because the Oscars are on April 25th. But if I were to vote right now, I would go with Nomadland at this moment. My thoughts could change. But I think that editing in that one was, you know, very to the point and, it, you know, it, it was purposeful in that regard and um, it made for a much better movie. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, I think the editing in Nomadland is fine. You know, it, it, it is good, but I don't think it was like anything as I don't think it's anything, you know, like crazy mind blowing. I heard the father has pretty fucking like f- fantastic editing in that. <laughs> OK, let's talk about the it. father. Where did this movie come from? Because you I haven't heard surpri- about this. Like I, I, I knew about it, that it was Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, you know, I'm, I'm old and dying drama. But like, man, I, I, I saw this and I'm like. Is it really that good? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a yeah. Came out um, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, it's about him who uh, he has uh, Alzheimer's. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He plays a, he plays a, a a patient. Uh, well, not patient, but a man who's uh, with with uh, with early stage uh, uh, Alzheimer's, and Olivia Coleman plays his daughter. And hmm. and apparently, oh, yeah, I, I heard about that. Yeah, and apparently, it's fantastic. I I've this was Chris that was Chris Stuckman's favorite movie last year, The Father. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, I, I've heard a lot about this movie. I've been wanting to watch it for a while, but, uh, it's really, I, I, I'm not really as surprised that it got, that it's got some love. If anything, I thought it would get more love, but well, that's the thing I, from a surface level, it looks like an Oscar bait type of film as well. Like it, aside from Ch- Charles Chicago seven, this is also like the most typical pick of the bunch. I feel if we're going just from like best picture, we'll, we'll get into in a second. Um, I but think yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll check it out. Obviously. Yeah. I, you know. I, I think Tenet was robbed in this regard. Because the editing in Tenet is a literal tour de force. Like, I, I can't I can't fathom. Oh, my God. Like, I can't imagine yeah. the fucking hell they went through to, to edit this film. Because Jesus, I, Jesus yeah. Christ, like, Tenet really, really... Tenet has no business working as well as it did. You know, r- like, regardless of anyone's opinion of it. Because I know you didn't love it as much. <laughs> you know, like... I, I was going to say, yeah. Like, I, I'm not the biggest fan of it. But I will say on a technical level, it's one of the best things that Nolan's done. Like, Je- God, Jennifer Lame... She is one of the yeah. best editors working today. She really is fantastic. Like and, and like Tenet just kind of shows how great she is. She also she also edited Hereditary Dog. She's so good. She's so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. No. That's cool. That that that's a snub for me. But uh, yeah, you know the the editing here. Uh, uh, Promising Young Woman. I still gotta see. I really liked. Well, I mean, I don't remember. I'm, I remember the editing in Promising Young Woman. I don't really remember the editing as much in Promising Young Woman. But I'm very happy that. You know, we'll say I'll reiterate again, but I'm really happy that that movie got a lot of love this year. Yeah. I was surprised. I was scared that it wasn't going to. But yeah. Thankfully, I was. Ha- I'm happy to be wrong. I know this so, is. I know yeah. like uh, promising young woman. Like like I think that's like Scorsese's like best favorite movie of this year. Something like that. Really? Or something that's like that. Yeah, yeah. And I know he was like pushing uh, promising young woman a lot. <laughs> it's not. It's not Sean the Sheep movie Farmageddon, oh, which yeah. is nominated for best animated film. Yeah, best animated film. Uh, uh fucking I, that. The Sean of the Sheep the movies aren't bad. On... They're really good. I I've, I actually heard that. Yeah. No, they're really good <laughs> actually. It's it, it's Farmageddon, Over the Moon, Onward, Soul, and Wolfwalkers, and it's kind of an obvious one which one you know this one's gonna go to. Yeah, Soul. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's soul. Like, come on. Even though I heard Wolfwalkers yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into international film? as Because I don't know that much about it. I've heard Another Round's really good. Oh, uh, yes. And actually, uh, Quovati's Aida, or Aida, 
Yes, um, that yes, came yes. out like that. That that had a screening a few days ago at the Miami Film Festival here, and I was gonna. I go wanted to, to watch it. it. Yes, yes, yeah, I, I wanted to go to that it. too. Um, yeah, I should have now. <laughs> so the yeah best international uh, films uh, another round uh, from Denmark. That's the film with Madden Mickelson directed by uh, the dude who did um, uh, the Hunts. His name is I'm searching it up right now. Uh, uh, Thomas Vinderberg. He's he's so good. Uh, I still need to see this movie. This is one of like my my uh, big uh, watch list films right now. Uh, I heard it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Better Days came out. Uh, it's a Hong Kong. It came out uh, you know from Hong Kong. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about that. That's a Kwok Ching song. Uh, it's a you know it's about like a, a bullied high school and like the murder of a teenage girl that kind of thing. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, Collective, which came out from Romania, that that is uh, directed by Alexander Nadu. I haven't heard about this one, uh, but I know it's about. Uh, no wait, I'm sorry, I did hear about this. It's about uh, um, a journalist uncovering healthcare fraud um, in, in in the wake of a like a nightclub fire that happened in uh, Romania. In 2015, yeah, uh, the man who sold his skin uh, to Nasia. This is one that I've been wanting to watch for a long time. Uh, it's coming out, I think. It's coming out sometime soon. Um, it's about a Syrian refugee in Lebanon who's allowed back, in, uh, who's allowed his back to become a canvas for a tattoo artist, and. Mm. And it's it, it, it's it's basically a, a person being turned into a, a living work of art, and with all the good and bad things that come with that. And that is this is a film that I'm so fucking excited to see, and I'm really surprised that it got nominated. And then obviously, Kevida uh, Saida, which was from Bosnia, Bosnia, and uh, her her uh, Herza Govinia. Herza Govinia. Okay, sure. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's hope for it. Let's hope for that. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> it's the whole Hilder thing again for, for Joker. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, no, definitely this is a there's a lot of there's a lot of great films in the best international uh segment section this year. Um uh I again, you know, uh ever since Parasite, uh I think uh there's more chances now for uh, foreign films to be more widely recognized but you know the way the we both agree the way the oscars set, sets up their their categories you know it kind of makes it difficult for a lot of films to get nominated but well yeah and uh, again you know because it's oscar season now out of nowhere it uh it also perpetuated that whole debate of like should there even be a best international category i don't think like, so why are you like separate yeah i know we'll we'll definitely get into that with our special oscar talk episode we go Beyond we get into it every that. year it's just us bitching about the oscars <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's not even hot anymore it's a fucking lukewarm take you want to go you want to get <laughs> to the next one uh best adapted yeah Best ad- uh, adapted screenplay, Borat subsequent movie film. <laughs> Which, by the way, and this is true, I had to fact check this tweet. This is the second franchise in Oscar history to have gotten the original and its um, and its sequel nominated for best uh, adapted screenplay, following The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> this, what a world! Okay. Uh, and uh, oh fuck! Can I just revel? Can I just fucking marinate in the fact <laughs> that Hamilton didn't get shit? Fuck Hamilton, God! It's not gonna get. It's not gonna get anything. Good. I wasn't going to get Good. Anything. <laughs> I don't get. I, I. I. It's amazing to me that the hate for, you have for Hamilton it's, grows stronger. Oh God, it's so bad. It's so funny. I'm to me. so sorry. We're, and the more yeah. the more people jerk off Lin Manuel Miranda, the more I'm, the more spiteful I'm gonna become because I fucking don't like. 
I really okay. don't let, like let's, let's... this movie. Like, I don't like that movie, and I don't like Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in another. Oh yeah, and in the heights. Oh shit, that trailer came out. A a a a. I like in the heights. Which, okay, that, that trailer actually looked pretty. We cool. Yeah, we we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Trailers. There, there's like. There was like two trailers that came out last week. One of them came out today. We'll talk about them later because honestly, there's a lot in this episode that we ex- that we didn't expect. Hamilton fuck- we still have to get into Wam- uh, WandaVision. Hamilton later, fucking you know? sucks, and I'm sorry, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, musical theater community. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck him. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> okay. <laughs> Best adapted screenplay. Let me reiterate. Borat's subsequent movie film, yeah. The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Who's going to Nomadland? Nomadland. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, I... I I'll, I'll have to think about this a little bit more because it's so fresh. I'm surprised that One Night in Miami did not get as much love as it did. Yeah. That is a f- genuine surprise. I mean, uh, holy shit. I did see One Night in Miami. Um, I. What do you think? It's all right. Well, quick thoughts. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. It's all right. Um, the script is definitely the best part about it. Uh, I mm-hmm. And like, like, okay, I get that people wanted Regina King to be nominated for Best Director, but I guess in my opinion, she didn't really do anything like too spectacular with... Uh, that material, I think, what carried the movie the most was definitely the script and the performances. But uh, it's, it's a good movie to watch. It's definitely a good movie to watch, especially since I was kind of like on my like Malcolm X binge. Like I was kind of like on my like I had like a little Malcolm X like w- week where I was just like researching a bunch of Malcolm X shit. Uh, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I heard the I not only have I heard the guy who plays Malcolm X in in this movie is actually pretty good, but he also got casted as the villain. Yeah, in that Secret Invasion show. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's I, interesting. Uh, yeah, he was good. He he was good, even though I it was kind of hard for me to see him as Malcolm X, because like Malcolm X is at least my image of Malcolm X in my mind is very specific, you know, and like is it an image of Malcolm X? No, no, I mean I, I guess like the way <laughs> okay. I would imagine he carried himself, because you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, like like I I, I don't know, it, it's maybe maybe he was pretty accurate but you know and no uh, no i i get it i get exactly what you mean yeah but the way you phrased that it might immediately made me think of like this is my how i think malcolm x looks like but it's just like a regular picture of malcolm x that you can find like a library <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, uh best original screenplay judas and the black messiah minari promising young woman sound of metal into trial chicago seven ah uh, fuck uh yeah uh, i mean let's not get we we don't have to get into our predictions just yet but I mean, as of original screenplay, I don't know what something that should have been included in this. I don't know what else could have been put in. Um, I think w- that was more that was deserving of it. Maybe the Five Bloods, but isn't that based off a book? I think. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't. Mm. You know. Uh, I, I I think that this entire this is solid. To be honest. Um, I, yeah. Again, Trial of Chicago Seven. It's just one of those thing movies. Like, where the fuck did you come from? Why did you Why did you get there? so many noms. Like, <laughs> you had no reason to. But uh, well, that's the thing. It's Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like. I think personally, this would be this would probably be like uh, Sound of Meadow or Minari for me, because those are like two beautiful films. Two of my those were two of my favorites of like like last year, you know, excluding yeah. I'm thinking of ending things, which obviously didn't get anything because it, it never. Oh won. shit! Yeah. yeah, that's it. Well, that's based off a book that would have been to adapted. Yeah, yeah, well. but it was yeah. never gonna get any nominations because the fucking Oscars are cowards. But um, yeah. I mean, they nominated him once before. He, it's just it, it does suck that they didn't get yeah <laughs> once. <laughs> well, he won an Oscar, didn't he? Yeah, he won for Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, but yeah, I, I get what you mean because that now, yeah, now I have now I have an answer to that question. Yeah, you know, it's for the other category, but yeah, Minari that is true. But yeah, I, I think, forgot about that. I, I think probably Minari should get this because fuck, Minari is be- such a beautiful movie, and like coming from you know obviously coming from like you know both of us being like first generation yeah. American, you know, 
like um i, I you know it, it's it it says a lot you know about like you know working immigrants in america and like it, oh it, yeah it hit like strains it, it hit very personal chords for me then you know obviously obviously you know why like it's yeah it's no good i mean stuff. yeah we both know yeah, why. yeah, it's, yeah. it's i'm very happy that minari got the love that oh i'm so happy you know? so happy yeah, yeah. Uh, best supporting actress, yes! which honestly, not even a surprise at this point, but I'm so happy they really stuck to their guns and did it. Maria Bakalova for Borat subsequent movie film, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, uh, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yoo Jung Young from Minari, the grandmother from Minari for people who are uh, playing at home. Fucking great, by the way. I'm so happy she got that nom. Holy shit, they actually did it. And they 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 cast they uh they nominated Bakalova. She was this. great. No, she was really yeah, she's fantastic. She's the best part of the whole film. She got I mean <laughs> hey, I mean hey, she got Rudy Giuliani to touch himself. So like that's I think that yeah. says a lot, you know. Job even though it's done. probably even though it's probably not that hard to get him to do that, but you know. <laughs> yeah, apparently Andrew Cuomo as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess politics break politics no, in. No, Fuck no, Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo Fuck Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> oh yeah. Fuck Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. I mean, obviously for the shit that's been going on right now, but also for the dead people that you know have died of COVID under his watch. He's a fucking. Well. He's an actual fucking Sopranos level fucking gangster in fucking political office. Piece of shit. All right. Let's the move vaccine on. is going into my balls. Yeah. And is going into my ass. Best supporting actor. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, this is where we got to get heated now. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. And Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Why in the Sam Hill fuck <laughs> it are the two leads <laughs> from Judas and the Black Messiah both under Best Supporting Actor? No, it's ridiculous. That, that makes no goddamn no, sense. No, it, it really is ridiculous. <laughs> no, um, I think, I mean, I think Kaluuya, like, even though I, I, even though, like, definitely, like, the film, it was told from the perspective of looking Stanfield's character in Judas and the Black Messiah, that was mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya's show, by far. I mean, come on, man. I am I, a revolutionary. I know, it's so uh, good. It's so it's great, so dude. Fuck. But that's what makes me so angry about this, because I look at this, and I'm not jumping to conclusions just yet, but it makes me angry looking at, at this list now, because I'm thinking, like, typically, when they have two people from the same movie, neither of them really get that win. But it just makes no sense when a, when it comes to a movie that's literally called Judas and the Black Messiah, and you put Judas and the Black Messiah into the same category. Dude, it, it, it makes no sense. Like it would have it would have made like more sense if you just swap one of them and put like Kaluuya or Stanfield in best uh, leading actor, and then w- one of the other. Neither would have been mad. Supporting. Neither would have been angry. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, why are you putting them against each other? Like, that doesn't make uh, any goddamn sense. Honestly, bullet <laughs> bullet to my fucking not bu- uh, gun to my fucking head. I would have thought that like Kaluuya would have been the, the like the obvious winner this year for best actor. Cause like motherfucker, that was literally a career defining performance for him, and that's gonna be a performance that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be a performance that's gonna define literally the, yeah the rest of his career from now on. Like wow, yeah. Kaluuya Kaluuya, you know he was great in this movie, but fuck he there yeah I don't think we'll ever find a better well we probably will, but you know Jewish of the Black <laughs> Messiah. It is like just such a like an actual phenomenal performance from him. I don't know. It's it's pretty and, ridiculous. And and to, and to give some props to Lakeith Stanfield, it's not one of like his crazy game changing performances, but it's definitely one of the strongest performances he's ever had in his career so far. Which and it and it's just it's upsetting to see that they have to make a decision like that because that's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb to have that do that. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am uh, sound off on a revolutionary. Oh, sorry. What? Sorry. I am. 
Oh, I'm revolutionary. Okay. <laughs> I just your, your 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 audio clipped on my end, and I just got scared. <laughs> I just say that in the shower sometimes, like <laughs> <laughs> to my mom, <laughs> to the grocer at work in public. <laughs> I think if I told my I think if I told my mom I'm a revolutionary, she'd beat the living fuck out of me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> She's a fuck. She's a fucking Cuban woman, man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. She'd rather fucking oh. curse up than ever hear that come out of my mouth. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> she, oh, man. Dude. Uh, uh, Cuban trauma rums deep. Dude. Yeah, no, yeah. No, it really yeah. does. Uh, best, best actress. actress yeah, yeah. Uh, Viola <laughs> Davis. Viola Davis. Bob Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, yeah, she was, really, she was really good. Uh, Andrew Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. I didn't think people I actually this saw this was, film. <laughs> I, I thought this was a documentary because I kept seeing the title. Oh, wait, it's on not? On people's feed. It's not. <laughs> I guess not. Imagine getting a best actress for just being yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd yeah. be wild. I, I mean, no, hey, but, uh, that, that, that's surprising. And I heard Trevanton Rhodes is actually really good in that movie. And I heard Andrew Day is fantastic as Billy Holiday. So. Oh, so that's a, okay. So this is an actual film. I, yeah, I yeah. Lee Daniels it. made it. I, well, not actual film. Oh, wait, seriously? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Lee Daniels okay. directed it. I, I, I was so under the assumption that this was a documentary. That's so crazy. To me. What's your okay, opinion on Lee Daniels? Mind. Uh, I don't like him. Let's, okay, <laughs> we'll get to that later, I guess. But um, what's the rest of the category? Um, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I like lost it. Okay, uh, Vanessa Kirby <laughs> and Pieces of a Woman, which which that's not surprising. Francis Ming Dormant, No Land, yeah. Carrie Mulligan not and surprising. Promising a Woman. This is Carrie Mulligan's Oscar, I think so. I really hope it's it's hers. And like second pick, I mean, I haven't seen all of these movies yet, obviously, but. For me, second pick, I believe, would be Nomadland. Would be <sighs> Francis McDormand. Because she's fantastic, too. But, uh, man, okay, Carrie man. Mulligan All fucking... Right. Okay, Carrie man. Mulligan carries that shit. Carries that whole movie with her fucking toes, dude. Don't get me wrong. Upside down. Don't get me wrong. You know? Like, it, she's really good. Francis yeah. McDormand is great in Nomadland. But I, I really didn't think she did anything that insane. Like, I, like, like there was nothing really that differentiating this character from everything else she's done. You know? Yeah, but I feel like it's always that case of, because when we always, especially when it comes to the as, the acting categories, it's always this case of like who gives the most acting and who gives the best acting. You know I, am. I mean? I'm exactly. A <laughs> you know, like like you you get something like Kaluuya and maybe compare it to some to another really good performance that got snubbed or or wasn't as appreciated, like like Ryan Gosling in First Man. And you know, like there's not a lot of acting in that performance partic- in particular, but. There's a lot of emotion that's being brought into it that's like, you know, conveying a character without explicitly telling you, I am an actor, look at me act, yeah. you know? Uh, but, yeah, yeah uh, I wanna let's sound go a... into best yeah, actor yeah, this, this is Yeah, this is huge. This is a, this is a crazy one, actually. Uh, Riz Ahmed for uh, Sound of Metal, which, yeah, fuck! Not surprising. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, dude, fucking, God. So just the fact that we talked about for Sound of Metal for so long... And like now we're finally getting that payoff. I'm so, oh, it makes me so happy. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. Anthony Hopkins, the father. Gary mm. Oldman, Mank. Not surprising. Steve either, really. Steven Yeun, Minari, and Great. thank God. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the most heartbreaking one, Chadwick Boseman is Ma Rainey, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Heartbreaking in the I, sense because you know obviously you know what happened. But. Yeah. He he died. Yeah. Uh. It, it's I. It, it it does. I love everybody who is attached. To this. This I mean, is, I haven't seen the father, but like the, of the performances I've seen, I I'm really happy that these uh, the people got nominated. This is a great list. Uh, but I'm, yeah. But at the same time, I'm I'm pretty sure this is gonna be going to uh, Chadwick Boseman. <sighs> like pe- that that narrative's been been going on for the longest time, and I would not I would be surprised if it went the other way. Like you know? 
okay. even though I love Steven Yeun in, in Minari and, and Gary Oldman's crazy as fucking in Mank. Like, don't get me like as great as Chadwick was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You know, I saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom too. You know, that that's I'm always fine. You know, it, it, oh no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I have heard yeah. that his performance is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I have. So the movie's fine. The movie's fine, but he is so good. He has like two monologues in that movie that really fucking just show off, like just really f- like flex what an actor he was and how, how like just like what a what a tragedy, that, you know, that we lost him and and yeah. you know whether or not I think he I think he's the most deserving one in this you know category. You know, I personally I think the best performance this year was Steven Yeun in Minari. I think he was just amazing. In, in in all levels, but you know, I I wouldn't be mad that if Chadwick won for this, you know, he was he was really great, and you know, like I like it it, it would you know make sense, you know, he really yeah. was like like his his death affected like a lot Hollywood you know to its core, and you know, it it it, it really it just it just infinitely tragic to see somebody with such talent just you know obviously anybody just like you know losing them like that so. Yeah. Like, uh, at least in terms of Oscars, you know, we really haven't gotten a thing like this since since Heath Ledger's passing with Dark Knight. You yeah. know, and it was such a revolutionary performance yeah. that yeah, you know, it it had to have been uh, recognized in that way. Regardless, I, it's going to be an emotional thought, show. Oh yeah, definitely. I I I'm I'm gonna watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom soon, definitely before the Oscars, because I do want to check out his performance because I've I've heard so many good things about it. In the, do you want to have another uh, Oscar watch party like we did last year? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm so worried that that show is still going to be a hey, look, it's COVID type of mess. Oh god, don't. That oh, I don't want to sit through. It's it. just, it's just <laughs> like it's just the random act is going to be singing Imagine or something like that. Like, oh, that's exactly. You know, it's been a year since that happened. That fucking, that fucking like comatose video, like yeah, just everybody possessed by dark side. <laughs> I I love it because I love it. In the sense that, like, oh man, they all just gave up after a few days. Yeah, didn't they? dude. Like, <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> oh, that was funny. You guys are really trying uh, hard to relate to to your to your poor to your poor fans. <laughs> yeah, financially poor. Side, You're all rich. <laughs> on, on, yeah, that's the thing. On the bright side, though, I've heard a lot of people in my in my circle have gotten the vaccines. My aunt got the vaccine a few days ago. My dad my just got the vaccine today. Hey, congrats! Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Wait, oh, let, let's start the let's start the the club conversation. Which one did you get? Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, uh, uh, Moderna. Uh, the one in CVS. I think that's Johnson and Johnson, but I could be wrong. Hold on, I'm gonna double yeah. check. Pfizer is the one that's that requires two dosage. No, Johnson uh, Johnson. Dosages. Yeah, so it was it was Johnson and Johnson. All right, Johnson Johnson is the one with two. Yeah. Uh, hey, congrats, yeah. dude. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, my dad's high risk, and he needed it, so you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, apparently, we're apparently May for everybody else. So yeah, here's hoping. Yeah. You know, I would love to see a face again. Yeah, you know? I love seeing yours. Yeah. You know? We can't see we we can't see our faces now because like <laughs> yeah. if we, we turn on the <laughs> the camera if we turn on the camera yeah. it's gonna it's gonna just like completely lag the fucking audio so our our, our Wi Fi is gonna dip but you know the love is strong here in the American yeah. Nerds podcast yeah. uh, best director best director yes Thomas Thomas Vinterberg for another round yes uh, David Fincher for Mank yes God. Lee Isaac Chun for Minari yes and in a in actually in Oscar history. The first time in Oscar history, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, yes! Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, two women in uh in the in the same category for best director. Good stuff. For the first time ever. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, and and at least for the movies that I've seen here, I've seen another round. 
It's all well deserved for and, all these people. Lee, <laughs> Lee Isaac Chung's great. David Fincher is fucking fucking great. Obviously, yeah, obviously <laughs> yeah. David Fincher. I I I think this is gonna go to Chloe Zhao. To be honest, this is like I I've heard too much uh, good talk from for Chloe Zhao for her not to get you know this win. Uh, mm-hmm. uh fuck, oh, dude, this is hard. I think I I think out of I think out of every category, this has the best list. It's it's such a good list. It really is. But it, I feel like for me, I still can't pick right now. I really really loved Emerald Fennel's direction. In promising young woman, I still gotta watch that shit. Just, dude. just from the trailer alone, it felt like it could have been an easy. It, it was, it felt so easy to label this movie as something completely different, but she makes it into a complete, a really, really satisfying picture. Yeah, that's Fincher. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of still leaning on Fincher because, like, I kind, I wanted the win. You know, like I want, I want him to get the one. He'll get. I his, want him to get oh, his departed. Fuck. All right. Okay. Wait. All right. I, I'm sorry. Let's de- Okay. Let's derail for like two seconds. The fact that Jack Fincher didn't get nominated for Mank. Oh shit! Yeah. That's a huge fucking snub. Kind of makes sense given the story of Mank. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. It's oddly fitting, which is fucked up. Yeah, like. it's fucked. But like that would have been a fucking like like a well-deserved uh, nomination right there. Good pull, good pull. That that. Oh damn, I'm mad. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, like that, I'm mad again. Yeah. At the Oscars. Mad, mad at the Oscars trademark. There you go. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. And best picture. Yeah. It's the father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, No Man's Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and the Trial of Chicago. It's just 7. Trial of Chicago Seven sticks out like a sore thumb here. It, <laughs> like it's crazy. It really does. It, it really fucking. Does. It's crazy. <laughs> These are fucking Titan level movies right here, next to fucking Trial of Chicago Seven. Like, all right, man. Like, you know. You know what? Okay, so here, this is a quick little like side comparison tangent, but it kind it's, of a still movie. it's a PBS movie. It's a PBS movie. That's what it is. It's a PBS movie, but it's just one of those things that, like, you know how that you know that problem I told you about a few weeks ago when I talked about it. How like I hated the fact that they would have this weird like. Ex- ex- exciting score being placed in foot in front of footage of actual people getting beaten to shit in the protests and riots. You know the 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 best thi- one of the best things that Judas and the Black Messiah um, does is able to do in in that film is that when it's showing those moments of civil unrest and you know people actually getting shot and murdered by cops, there's no score. There's no fucking like. Guitar it's solo not stylized. in the middle of this shit. It's not stylized at all. It's, okay. You're supposed to be sitting yeah. there feeling uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable. There's that weird feeling that they try to do with that score in Trial of Chicago 7 that I look at it and I'm like, I don't like this. This feels wrong. Why are you doing this? And there's only you like, know? and it feels like such a backwards mentality. And they'll be brought into it. And, and like, I, I okay, I I don't want it to seem also like that you can't you can't present those kinds of uh, stories like that because Scorsese does that all the time. Especially like, yeah, but it ha- that's the thing. It has to feel right. Yeah, it has to yeah, make sense. Yeah, it doesn't for me. No, it I, I actually you know as a whole it doesn't make sense in Trial, Trial of Chicago Seven. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense for you know something like Judas and the Black Messiah to do the opposite of that because you're supposed to feel that way. I think you know? it just all depends on uh, to me. It just all depends on you know knowing at, well at least from a director's perspective. It all depends on like knowing what your film is before going into it and not trying to deviate from that tone in order to you know make into order to be more showy. That's why that that's why Judas works so well because you know the tone is taken very literal and very you know very like 
you know, uh, serious, you know, something like, well, again, I haven't seen Trial of the Chicago Seven, but I can imagine that whenever, like, it gets to scenes like that, that I, th- I assume the tone shift is very radical. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it's ridiculous to me, dude, yeah. honestly. Like, I, I really hated that part of the movie so much. And, like, everything else is fine. It's an Aaron Sorkin drama in a courtroom, you know? Like, it's, it's what you would expect it to be. Yeah. What do you? No, Chris. I don't. I don't hate the movie. I just. I really just hate that one element of it because <laughs> it just feels like, it feels like it's supposed to be super theatrical when in fact it. You know, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable for the shit that you're watching. Yeah. No. It's. It's not. Yeah. It, it's not. Uh, it really just does stick out. Like especially compared to everything else. Because fuck all these other films. Like this is a very well deserved like uh, uh, list of films. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you think? Who, who would you like to win? Good question. And that will be answered in our special Oscar. Oh, don't do that to episode. me. Just fucking say it. Who do you, who, no, who would you I prefer? mean, for me personally, I would I would really like any any of these movies besides Chicago would be awesome. I mean, or even the, the well, I haven't seen The Father yet, so I, I can't make an opinion on that. But for me, I mean, my money would go to something like Minari or No Man Land or Promising Young Woman. If Promising Young Woman wins... Dude, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I really need. Sick. I really need to watch that shit, dude. I am gonna watch it like probably sometime this week. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. Fucking as you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out this weekend. Never mind. And, and yeah, Snyder alongside Cut. the Snyder Cut. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! You oh what? oh my god! All right, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. There's this uh, there's this like Instagram and Twitter account called the Synagogue. That's like that's like uh, our, oh yeah, it's a great uh <laughs> film like uh, a film uh you know. Uh, social Film media page lover, Instagram yeah. yeah they they re- recently they released uh recently they released like a uh a uh eraser head shirt that I got which is really fucking like sick uh it is a dope shirt yeah I fucking love it oh my god they just uh I, I think this was a joke tweet but they just dropped a pictures of, of this t-shirt that they're considering I guess and I'm gonna put it in the uh in the chat for you to see let me see. I'm looking I would here. get this shirt. God damn. I would get okay. that shirt. Solo? <laughs> <laughs> you want some solo merch, buddy? <laughs> just a fucking there's just a, just a kid getting like being made each shit. Like <laughs> That's insane. Oh my god. That oh white don't shit. you can't tell me that white shirt isn't hard. <laughs> no, I know, but it like holy shit. That's like having a that's like having climax merch and it's just pictures of a dead kid. Like, okay, shit. I would want okay, I'd buy that. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like hey cool shirt what's it about oh let me explain to you <laughs> okay so salo <laughs> no i i think if i, I think I, <laughs> is it bad that i kind of want to buy this shirt <laughs> i mean that people buy merch off a of fucking hannibal uh, cannibal holocaust so yeah you know, okay fine. but those are hard as fuck dude <laughs> yeah they go hard dude go, they, they go hard yeah they go hard as fuck like uh, but yeah oh, oscars man. that was good yeah that's good that'll, picks. that'll happen when it happens. There's some good picks in here. There should have been some other love, but you know we'll get into that. We're definitely we more satisfied that. than we thought we'd be. So, yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm pretty happy with with the most with most of it as uh, as a whole. But you know, Oscars gonna Oscars hashtag hashtag Oscars. But yeah, uh, <laughs> next thing on the docket. This was basically the fucking debate of the century last week, alongside the Dr. Seuss discourse. But hey, Space Jam 2's coming out. And it, obviously it doesn't look as good because why would you expect it to the sequel to Space Jam, a movie that already kind of sucked from the beginning, you know, to be good? 
uh, people got nuts over Lola Bunny and <laughs> yeah, the new redesign. Because they couldn't they catch have. a nut with Lola. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't cop a feel with Lola. They couldn't catch a nut, yeah. No, it's... <laughs> all right. Okay, can I... Okay, I understand. Okay, all right, okay. All right, look. All right. There is an interesting... There is an interesting point... About this no, whole discussion, no, but I would love to no. hear. I would love to hear your thoughts okay. about the miseducation <laughs> right, of one little bunny. Okay, okay, okay. All right, here's okay. My whole fucking like pissed off issue with the whole Lola Bunny shit is the fact that people are sh- are making are blowing this up to such a stupid degree to the point where like I don't even know where the joke starts and ends. Like I like <laughs> I, I I don't get I don't fucking understand why so many people are so caught up in this stupid ass fucking Lola Bunny not being not having tits thing because it's so dumb. Like who? It, oh my god! Like Space Jam isn't even that fucking great of a movie. Why do you care so? So exactly. much. Like I understand that Lola Bunny probably fucked with a lot of kids, fucked with a lot of kids growing up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, fucked with a lot of kids sounds like a bit of an understatement. Like honestly, look, like, <laughs> I, I I believe like a West Side Live or even a me or you like was influenced by Lola Bunny, you know, as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Can I but just say I, it, it leads me to a point that I want to I want to add on. Yeah, go to, ahead. After you finish. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, uh, okay. Finish okay. your point first. I'll say. I'll add on all right the one th- i i guess all right okay all right <laughs> all right jokes aside <laughs> jokes aside i think it's fucking stupid I, I think it's really fucking it's stupid because this is a film that's like probably not even gonna be that good why the fuck exactly. do people care that much like like just fucking like the best part about like the old little buddy design is the fact that a lot that a bunch of fucking hot girls started like cosplaying and is that later like like that that's it <laughs> like that's literally it <laughs> like like who the fuck cares stop complaining about Lola bunny who like like it's fine her new design's fine like stop trying to fuck a rabbit like whatever you know like (laughs) like, what's your what's your fucking raging opinion on this (laughs) so look i mean yeah don't fuck a rabbit you know and don't get like what's your throbbing opinion on this (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, oh, man i have a hard opinion about this um no (laughs) no so like it's not a fucking it's it's not a fucking. There's a thing called freedom of speech. To anybody. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, Alex, um, Alex Jones. Um, what was it? Okay, there's this whole thing with like it's it's obvious that everybody thought Lola Bunny was hot, regardless. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? You know, and if you didn't, you're a fucking fuck? liar. You're a fucking li- yeah, liar. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a fucking liar if you said that she wasn't hot, because of course she was. It's the same people that didn't think. That oh my god, like uh, other you know hot cartoon. It's the same people who thought that the girl from Danny Phantom wasn't hot. Of course she was hot. You're just lying to yourself. <laughs> Are we just gonna like you be know? naming like like our childhood crushes? Not not this episode. <laughs> not today. Cause Soon. man, Velma. Oof. Oh, <laughs> nah, dude. Okay, Naz from Mad and Eddie. But okay, I'll leave, I'll leave that aside. Okay. <laughs> I genu- I I I that I feel that in the bottom of my soul when I was a child. Um. <laughs> For me, it was Raven from Teen Titans. <laughs> that too but no starfire uh, you know i like goths too uh all right but it, the, the whole issue that i have <laughs> the whole issue that i have with i'm gonna well, i'm sorry Bunny wait i'm gonna i'm gonna what? i need to i need to like clip that out of context later so i can send <laughs> i like goths no, too don't worry somebody definitely will somebody definitely will oh, God. um you know i'm single by the way <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm single I'm single uh, characters uh, uh, made by At Lola Bunny. <laughs> uh, Dan, what, what what was uh, his name? Who uh, fucking uh, 
Uh, Phil Hartman, the yeah, Timmy sorry. Turner guy. <laughs> no, Phil Hartman's the guy from SNL. No. <laughs> Who's the guy who uh, uh, made uh, Bruce Hartman? Bruce uh, Bruce Hartman, who made a uh, Danny Phantom and Timmy Turner. Timmy yeah, Bruce Hartman. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I, uh, so sexually attracted to to, to Bruce Hartman characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean shit. Uh <laughs> the whole the whole issue I have with the whole little bunny discourse isn't even the fact that they like changed her design. It's the intention Butch, it's the reasoning Bruce, behind sorry. it. Huh? It's Butch, not Bruce. <laughs> Butch Hartman, yeah, that's it. Oh, that was close. Yeah, yeah. It's the reasoning behind the redesign of Lola Bunny that bothers the shit out of me. Uh, uh, there's a quote from Malcolm D. Lee, the director of, of Space Jam, a new legacy? Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called, Space Jam Two. When asked about Lola Bunny's redesign, he's like, "This is he." He says, and I quote from this Collider article: "This is 2021. It's important to reflect the authenticity of strong, capable female characters. So we reworked a lot of things, not only her look, but making sure she had an appropriate length on her shorts and was feminine about a uh, feminine without being objectified, but gave her a real voice." Okay. So the problem uh, I have with this yeah. is like. So you mean that attractive people or or like a- anything with giant titties or giant butts is like bimbified? Yeah, like what's the yeah, well, like you know? what's the implication with it? Like are you saying that like any like like women who dress like I guess more scandalous like they're not they're they're not strong? Like they're not they're not seen as capable or, or intelligent like or they smart. Can, like that's stupid as like fuck. Like they can't hold their own like what? Like like yeah. I, I, it's just that, with it's... those kind with those kinds of um with those kinds of uh, I guess like statements. I for me it's just better if they just say yeah, we we just, you know, we, yeah. like be honest about the, it. We just wanted to do an updated look. Yeah, be honest could, that's about all it. all they could have fucking said. Yeah. You know? Yeah, be honest about it. Like oh yeah, we we just don't want kids to like want to fuck little buddy anymore. Hey, that's a completely rational fucking take on this. I completely get yeah. that. But why the fuck are, are you like what are you implying when you say stuff like that? Because that like that that's really problematic and that's kind of unironically prob- problematic because we're talking about fucking Lola Bunny. Like Jesus Christ, like 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 fuck dude, like no that this really pisses me off. <laughs> Just shut up and dribble. Like <laughs> no, like yeah, like like fuck dude, like like god dude, like <sighs> Uh, then expect to do a fucking Ann Coulter quote. In, in the end podcast. of the day, if you, you in the, in the end of the day, girls, if you want to, if you want to like, if you want to dress however you want, don't let don't let these fucking retards. <laughs> these fucking idiot men. I tell you what to say. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Even if you hadn't said it, it would have worked. It would have still been okay because it made sense. Because it's a stupid fucking. It's fucking stupid. You know? <laughs> because okay, like I like yo in the given the con. If we're just like isolating it to just a Lola Bunny scenario, uh, she was super fuck. smart and capable in the first movie. Reg- in in um in the first place. So why are you trying to say that, you know, like, just because she has fat bunny titties and a fat bunny ass means that she isn't smart or, or, um, or strong, you know, as, as, a, as not oh even just God. a female or as a person, oh, you know, dude, so that's many, dumb as fuck. Oh, dude, there's so many fucking clips in this episode. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, my this fucking is, this God. Is this be, is bad. This is bad. Uh, is going to have fucking tinnitus oh, after fuck, finishing oh, this episode. Oh, dude. Fat bunny ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Shit, that's funny. At the end of the day, this is a dumb fucking thing to get super angry about. Aside from that one thing, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Where a fucking where where like 
Uh, <laughs> girls, you could wear whatever the fuck you want. Dude, like... You know, that does not mean anything about your character. No. It doesn't reflect a single thing about your character. And if people think they are, that just means... That's just... That's just signaling problems they have with themselves. You know? That's dumb. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's no, it's it's really fucking stupid. Like, Release the booby cut. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, no, but like, no, yeah, it really, it really is fucking stupid. I just like the implication with with, with like those kinds of uh, statements really like says more than what the what the actual like you know what they actually meant to do with that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's really really stupid. Um, it's it's all even it's a, it's a completely worthless thing to get angry about as a whole because this movie's <laughs> gonna end up being shitty at the end of the day yeah this is a movie where D don cheeto's an ai and there's like they're like living in the warner brothers fear i shit you not you read the synopsis for space jam 2 they say featuring appearances from dc mad max and the casablanca franchise the fucking casablanca franchise what? that's my like, favorite that ride no that's my favorite ride in uh universal <laughs> yeah a world war ii aircraft <laughs> in black and white <laughs> yeah no that's so fucking dumb okay in the end okay in the end of the day it's stupid that people are mad at this but we're mad at this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i love that yeah. that's so funny yeah yeah but next topic yeah let's move on this is like fucking this, this, let's please yeah we button. definitely need to move on yeah. <laughs> um next thing on the docket <laughs> <laughs> We're, not even, we're we're close to an hour in, and this is our at least for me. This is already. One Do you ever of our laugh so moments. hard that you start getting lightheaded? That's me right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, I ran out of water just for this one uh, topic. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, uh, yeah. What's next? Yeah, uh, John, John Wick yeah, sure, writer. Yeah. John yeah, John Wick writer Derek Kolstad is teaming up with Amazon Studios to do an adaptation of the Japanese manga Helsing. Oh, I know you're excited. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> if, for those of you that don't know me. Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> what are you doing here? Specifically. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you? Uh, so Helsing Ultimate in particular is one of my favorite fucking shows of all time. Yeah, it's great. It, it's 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 basically the Brotherhood uh, anime of, you know, of the, of the actual source material, which this is based on, which is uh, a reimagining of Dracula as Alucard, who is a special agent that's bound to the Helsing organization that's under the leadership of Integra Helsing, great-granddaughter of Abraham Van Helsing, to aid them in their mission to protect England and the world from vampires, ghouls, and other supernatural threats. Helsing is so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Like, from, from just the world building alone, it is this ridiculous hodgepodge of crazy supernatural nazis french assassins hordes upon hordes helsing of is honestly a jojo demons. like spin-off <laughs> it's jojo but taken to the utmost seriousness yeah horror jojo but, like, done, but it works yeah no you know it, no fuck, like they, there's oh. nothing like remotely funny about it it's like if a tool album came to life <laughs> at points. I don't know about it's Tool, so but I like. Good. Yeah, I don't know about Tool, but I like the I, I, I like the the comparison. Yeah, no, it Helsing's great, and like I think I think something because I think Alucard is one of the coolest fucking designs. Like, oh yeah, and, and to, to see who they could get for for Alucard and like like the possibility of seeing him in live action is really fucking awesome, and I think this could be really good, but I think they really need to tread lightly with something like Helsing. 
Well, they need to really tread lightly with a fucking anime adaptation. Yeah, in, in general, the West. because we still don't. Yeah, because we still don't know how good Bebop is gonna be. You know, like yeah, like God, God, we're re- like we're re- like like, like fuck. I I guess like would you consider Helsing like your favorite anime? <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorites up there. Be- like, it, it's what got me back into anime. Bebop. Yeah, I was watching that shit on t- on, on Toonami when it was premiering on there on the block, and I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like this yeah. is so cool and act. And ultraviolet. Like, I love it. Like for me, like something like like hell. I, yeah, I love Helsing. Helsing's great. But like something like Bebop, which is literal church to me. Like you know, <laughs> if if that can't work, you know, I I, I don't think something like Helsing could work. You know, and Look, I'm here's man, hoping. Here's hoping, obviously. Yeah. And like to yes, be honest, like we're still in. A, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say like we're we're still in a dra- uh, post evolution world. You know. Like yeah, I, I'm so hurt. <laughs> like we're we're still living in a post Death Note world. You know, like it's it's so easy to fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not good. Yeah, no, like like yeah. I, I I think the the uh, the possibility of what this housing adaptation could be is like there's there is definitely something there, and I think told with and I think if it's told with uh you know with 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 that like love for the franchise i think we could end up getting something really great especially and i'm and i'm very like i'm i'm more optimistic about this also because it's coming from amazon you know and i, I it's think coming, yeah no i i think there's a lot there's a lot you can do with this and i think there's um you know i i think there there's something cool here there's something cool here even though i kind of i kind of i i really wish that instead this is this would be like a uh, an amazon uh, a show uh, like a miniseries instead of a live action a film because there's just so much with uh, Helsing that needs to be fleshed out in order for the story to work. Yeah, so. and and that's kind of the weird thing about like, yes, this is coming from Amazon, but I'm also kind of a little bit happy that at least from an action point of uh, from an action perspective, it probably might be really cool because they have you know the guys from John Wick behind it. Yeah, that's 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 a confident step in the right direction. It's just. You know, it's 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 another property, another anime property being a, a, adapted in the West. You know, and that's what makes me worried about it. I will say though, and this is the last thing uh, uh, I'll, I'll say about this topic yeah, before I move moving. on. Yeah, I've had I've settled on this for the longest time, and if they don't have him in it, I I'm already going to be worried about this movie entirely. Christian Bale would make the best fucking choice for Alucard. He is the only choice in my head. Mm, interesting. He is the only choice That's interesting. in my head, Victor. That's interesting. I I I think I'd go for Extremely someone younger. British. I think I'd go for someone younger, probably. And so fucking wild. Yeah. But yeah. I I, I also get that. Christian the, Bale the type. The thing is, it's like Christian Bale type definitely. A, a, a Christian Bale type. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The bird of Hermes is my name. Eating my wings to make me tame. I fucking. It, it's so edgy, but to like the best degree. I love it. Yeah. I really hope they don't fuck this up. Uh, Let's but move on. You know what? Ma- yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what might not be fucked up though. This is well, maybe uh, in terms of uh, subject matter. Damn, this is so. Uh, but this, this will be great. exciting. This is great. <laughs> you sound off on this. Yeah, one. HBO is making a documentary <laughs> on Paul Rubens, the actor who played uh, Pee Wee Herman. And who, 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 who's producing this? You ask. Oh, no, none other than the Safety Brothers. Ah, oh, yes, yes, the Sa- the most fitting, the most fitting pairing ever. For a fucking Pee Wee Herman documentary, because God, this is great. It, it's so funny reading this because it's like, did they really just? Did somebody at HBO really look at that viral video of Pee Wee Herman but mashed up, uh, but like edited into the uncut, uncut gems trailer and think, wow, this is actually something we could do? 
Because it feels like it, it came off that way, you know? But also, I think the Safties were trying to make a Pee Wee Herman movie for a while as well. That's so right? great. That's I yeah, love that so I think so they were much. trying to make one anyway. So that's super cool. And here's hoping this could actually lead to something like that because that'd be fucking now, wild. Now, okay, <laughs> let, okay, let me reiterate too. This is like not specifically about Pee Wee Herman. It's about Paul Rubens. It's, yeah, Paul Rubens. And his career. And because he's had because he's had a very interesting career, you know, not just you know aside from Pee Wee Herman. I don't know if you remember, but he's also in. Uh, I well, I don't know if you uh, did. You see it? Eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. He's also in Blow and the Mystery Men. Yeah, even the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's a movie. He's an amazing actor. Like unironically, yeah. he's fantastic. And. I think I, I think if anybody can give a unique perspective on this guy's life, it would be the fucking Safety brothers. Because the one thing about the Safty brothers, uh, and you know, obviously, like you know, knowing me, you know, like I, I've like consumed so much like Safty brothers, like you know, interviews and podcasts and all that, all that things. They're hardcore fans of, of they're fanboys for very niche shit. And something like Pee Wee Herman is definitely right up their alley, and I couldn't be oh, more it's excited. The most niche. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't be more excited. It's gonna be a two-parter too on on HBO. Yeah. So I assume it's gonna be on HBO Max. So. Yeah. Well, I assume also at the same time, because typically what they do is like they they broadcast it on HBO, and then immediately when it airs on H on the on the HBO channel, they'll put it on HBO. And Max. I can't wait for them to talk about like him masturbating in an adult theater. <laughs> you know, apparently that was a. That's a whole thing that uh, that apparently has been misconstrued over the years. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. And it's interesting because at least going from the Deadlight article that I, we have here on the docket, uh, he's a, apparently he's a very private figure. So this is like uh, some Makes of the sense. stuff that we're going to hear from here, from this is, you know, probably the first time we're going to be hearing about it. I'm excited because as a whole, Pee Wee Herman's one of the weirdest things ever. And it's so fucking funny at times and i and i love paul um paul rubens yeah and everything he does so that's that's super cool you know they gave me memories of watching peewee's playhouse from the first time uh when it was like doing reruns on adult swim do you remember that shit mm. it's been used oh, man. oh i'm stupid i'm sorry it's not paul rubens as alan cumming it was an i white show i always confuse them because they look exactly they alike. Do look alike they look exactly they do alike. Look alike yeah <laughs> it's insane <laughs> But yeah, I'm sorry. No, but Paul Rubens is a great actor, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> no, I, it, it just gave me those memories again of watching Pee Wee's Playhouse on, on Adult Swim. And it's like, this is for kids. But I can see why I'm uncomfortable with this and why. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure? The Tim Burton movie, right? Yeah. I heard it was good. I haven't seen it's it. It's very I good. I haven't seen it yet. It's very good. I've been trying to watch that. And then apparently the, the, the Pee Wee's New Adventure or Pee Wee's Crazy Adventure. Yeah, apparently that, that wasn't bad. Produced. Yeah, apparently that wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's just, it's just, it's, it's a grown man with a like really tight suit walking around, going like, "Where's my bike?" and shit. <laughs> oh, how, how's the laugh? The uh, it's like, hey, 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 or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like an adult Elmo. It's really yeah. exciting. No, yeah, like in the Safety Brothers yeah. behind this, you know, obviously anything Safety Brothers and HBO is already gonna be great. So you yeah, know, huh, that's good. Uh, speaking of yeah. speaking of wild stories and wild lives, next thing on the docket here, I put this. Just because I don't really care about any of the talent oh, I that's definitely involved don't care. with this movie. <laughs> but the story about this is so fucking crazy. It's pretty wild, yeah. This comes from Collider. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is apparently in talks to direct a movie called, I shit you not, Cocaine Bear. Ooh. A movie a, a movie about the real life story of a bear who consumed an enormous amount of cocaine that fell out of the sky from a drug cartel in the 80s. 
after I'm 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 uh, I'm gonna read <laughs> what happened wait, in this story. The na- <laughs> naturally, the locals dubbed him Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So going off this Collider article, this true story is uh, apparently from a during a drug run from Colombia, a narcotics officer turned smuggler dumped 40 kilos of cocaine over the Ch- uh, Chattahoochee National Forest. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Where the entire home <laughs> was, dis- was devoured by a bear. The body was found by the authorities to declare the cause of death as perhaps the single biggest drug overdose in recorded history. Pablo Escobar was what the locals dubbed him, and his body was stuffed before being turned into a morbid tourist attraction. Can you find I the cocaine easily... bear? Like, it, is it like what? taxidermied? Is it like ta- like that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, they taxidermied the cocaine bear. Oh, fuck, hon. All right, I'm going to find pictures of it. <laughs> what, Found it. still going to have like a little Found bit of white it. in its nose? <laughs> <laughs> they put a hat on him. <laughs> That's awful. Hold on, wait. That's not right. Right here. Look, they put a hat on him. And he just has, like, a sign that says Cocaine Bear. (laughs) So, okay. I could definitely see this story going a number of ways. But I feel like the best way you could tell this story... Oh, my God. That picture is awful. I know. Oh, my God. It's the... Oh, my God. It's the bear from Jesus and Mero. Oh, my God. They have, like, the fucking California Republic. Oh, that's awful. That's awful. Oh, God. Cocaine Bear. Pablo Escobar. I could easily... yeah, I could easily see the, the the ballad of Pablo Escobar being this genre movie where a bear gains, like, you know, like the movie Lucy, where she gains sentience from, I don't know, eating her brain or whatever the fuck yeah. she did. Oh, yeah, from also consuming a bunch of drugs. Like, this bear... Was she, like, a god at the end or something? Yeah, something like that. This, yeah. It's basically, I could I would love to see this movie be, like, the, like the, the plot of Lucy, but with a bear that's high on cocaine. And it's, like, the bear, like, starts getting, developing speech. It's kind of, like... Rise to the Planet of the Apes, but with a cocaine bear. And, like, he's just swinging through the trees, and he's like, human, no! With, like, snorting a bunch of fucking, like, a bunch of lines off of his giant fur. Oh, this is a, fun. this is also a $15 million overdose, so. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It took $15 million to kill this I thing. I want it to be like that. To kill this thing, yeah. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are producing the project, so. Yeah. So I, I did this definitely they're they're probably gonna play up like the comedic aspects of it because it's pretty fucking wild. So yeah, Pablo Escobar Pablo Escobar is gonna get a chance to uh to reign again. Um Did he kill Long any people did he, did he kill anyone? Pablo I feel Escobar? like he enlightened people instead. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, like he touched them and they became like a higher evolution. Nice, nice. <laughs> so moving on from that, um this is probably one of the 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 most exciting casting announcements in a while for me, uh, and I'm sure you too. Uh, oh yeah, American Crime Story is getting another season, season three. It's gonna it's called Impeachment. About Trump? No, it's about the the whole Monica <laughs> Lewinsky <next> season. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's about the whole Monica Lewinsky Bill Bill Clinton situation. Uh, that 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 story in American history. Uh, if you don't know, uh, you know American Crime Story season three. Yeah, it's gonna uh, Clive Owen is playing Bill Clinton, Beanie Feldstein is playing Monica Lewinsky, and Raul who is playing Hillary Clinton. <laughs> it's none other. Then good old Carmela. Carmela. Ah, Idi Falco. Yeah. Idi Falco, Nurse Jackie herself is uh, gonna be playing Hillary Clinton, which honestly one of the the best it, it, choice. It, it's kind of it's kind of a like easy choice, but that's the best choice. You know what I mean? 
Oh, it's perfect. It's it's honestly perfect. I completely forgot about this until you mentioned it to me. It's so uh, great. Before we, we I was setting up the docket. But man, it's fucking great. This it, is I such mean, a great choice, dude. Fuck, like yeah, uh, I, and and it's not like she hasn't been out of the limelight forever either. You know, she's been doing great work. Since. Yeah, Nurse like, Jackie. I've heard, yeah, I've heard Nurse Jackie's pretty good, and she was in that Menendez brothers bio, um, crime biopic. She played thing. the lawyer, right? She played the lawyer that defended the Menendez brothers or something like that in yeah. in that uh, Law and Order American Crime Story ripoff that they had there. But yeah. I've heard she was great. And obviously, she's been great as Carmela as Sopranos in The Sopranos. She's apparently, she, apparently, she's in a couple of things. She's in Charlie Day's directorial debut called El Tonto, and she's also in the second in the new Avatar sequel, whatever it is, whenever that's coming out. That's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm 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 honestly really happy that Eddie Falco. Yeah, I mean, Edie Falco is, is getting more work. Edie Falco is one of my Edie favorite Falco actresses. Or she, yeah, no, she, I, I think it's Edie. I think it's Edie. Hmm. Could be wrong. Okay. I, I could be wrong though. Um, yeah. I she's one of my favorite actresses. I think she's fantastic, and I couldn't I couldn't think of a better actress to play a caricature version of Hillary Clinton, because re- because regardless of like you know uh, regardless of what a- anyone thinks you know like Ryan Murphy play, like he writes out great caricatures of real life people. Oh, yeah. and like something like you know something as I guess memeable as that whole situation. I think there's I think there's there's a lot that could be said comically, but there's also a lot that can be said, period, about, you know, this situation and the the ramifications in the future for, you know, what, you know, what actually happened. Because, like, you know, the whole story of Monica Lewinsky, like, fuck, dude, like Hillary Clinton really dragged her name to the ground. Oh, yeah. She went through hell and back after, especially like in the years after the whole impeachment trial. Yeah, it's it's but kind of fucking disgusting. Like, yeah, the, the way she was treated. <laughs> it, it's also interesting because this is like a this also kind of feels like a bit of stunt casting, too, where it's like, you know, you have this um, you have this couple in which one of them is incredibly unfaithful and fucked up. And the other one kind of has to like look onto the sidelines and watch their downfall. And who better than to have the person who, uh, the woman who did that for one of the best shows of all time. But in this context, it's Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. It makes sense. Honestly. Okay. Quick Sopranos tangent for, for a quick second. I'm really excited about this. That's, that's, you know, uh, apparently this is happening in the fall. This show is actually dropping in the fall. So sooner than we expect. So excited. So excited. What the fuck happened to the Sopranos fandom, dude? It's so I I I it it's so funny to see that change into two completely different types of things over the years because when you meet us when you would have met a Sopranos fan like as the show was going on obviously and as you know in the in the couple of years following it, you know, probably going into the 2010s, the 2010s or something like that. They were just the most casual type of people just having like, you know, uh, what, what, what is it like armchair conversations talking about like the nuance and the, and the beauty and the novelty of the Sopranos. And now you have people like this today who love the Sopranos, but also make like, you know, uh, also make Polly into a fucking QAnon. I mean, I don't think that's a and put like like and make edits of tony watching memes and you know j-pop and crying i don't think that's like, it's like so uh, funny to me <laughs> i don't think that's a uh i don't believe that's a uh like an exclusive sopranos thing that's just kind of like an effect of meme culture in general you know yeah but it's so crazy that it's like it i i've seen it happen in 
to the Sopranos in both of those ways, you know? Yeah. Like, I've seen the seriousness of it, and then I've seen Pauly talking about how there was no planes in 9-11. Like, it's fucking insane to that's, me. That's oh, so funny. But, like, no, it, it's, like, that's just, like, just kind of, like, just the way, I guess, we consume media now, especially, and the pandemic really, like, caused everybody to go back and watch the Sopranos, which is great. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, that's just, like, you know, an effect of meme culture in general, and, you know, I guess, like, there are actual real, real conversations that that can be had about that situation about like uh, about like you know how we how i guess we look back on old you know old iconic pieces of work like that but yeah. you know if anything the meme culture has like has has given the sopranos uh the sopranos fan fan base a new kind of uh a new kind of life to it you know yeah completely like and you know it's fun to have those conversations about how like uh, about how deep the show can get in terms of trauma and, and no yeah and, that's and, one and of the mom. most dense shows yeah. ever made but it's also funny to just watch you know a fucking 20 second clip or like some i funny post of Polly being like i don't know tone i didn't see any planes there <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> tone. We can't... Job, tone i told you i don't know to- i don't know tone it's pretty weird how they pulled out how they completely pulled out of their insurance uh, right before the uh <laughs> right before the planes actually hit <laughs> what are you trying to <laughs> I, w- I, I need to work on my Tony accent I need to work it's on my hard. Tony accent it's a hard accent because it's like a nasal it's a nasally Jersey accent it's a very yeah. nasally and it's, it's it's really hard you gotta do kind of like this like I don't know it's it, 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 it's hard but it's, uh, really, it's a really difficult one to nail yeah but yeah yeah but yeah, Carmela. Jeff don't melt steel beams tone. <laughs> Edie Falco as uh, Edie Falco yeah. as uh, Clinton, Hillary Clinton. This is fantastic, and I can't wait yeah. for the show because so far, American Crime Story has been the best thing that Ryan Murphy's ever done. So, oh uh, man, you gotta check out Feud. That's a pretty good show too. Oh yeah, Feud's Honestly. pretty good. And the well, Normal no, Heart, the yeah, Normal and, Heart, and Glow. Yeah, I mean, at least season one of Glow. He did Glow. That's fantastic. He did Glow. No, not glow. What am I saying? Pose. Oh, That's it. I okay. would always mix those two for some okay. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Pose is very good. And the normal heart. At least the normal heart's a fucking um, beautiful movie. I need to. I need to finish that one. Actually, so I, good. I still so haven't good. been able to finish it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Move on. Let's move on. Let's move on from that. TMNT. Yeah. They're getting a new retro beat 'em up game called Shredder's Revenge. Another which beat 'em up. Which being made. Yeah. It, it it looks great. But what's even better is that this is from the people who made... Uh, this is from some of the developers behind the Scott Pilgrim game. The Scott Pilgrim beat up that just came back recently, thankfully. And it's being published by the Streets of Rage 4 uh, publishers. So, definitely people who love beat-em-ups. And no, yeah. know how to make some cool-looking beat-em-ups, at least from this trailer. I it don't looks know. really nice. I don't know if you've ever played the uh, TMNT, TMNT um, Game Boy Advance game beat-em-up. Those were great. The that's easily one of my favorite games back then, growing yeah. up. Cause fuck, that was so fun. Just like going around, playing whichever turtle you'd like, fucking shit up. I don't know. Did you did you also play the uh, GameCube game for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You talking about the 2007 movie? Um n- no. Um the it, it, what year did this come out? It was back in the in the good show, the 2003 one. No, like so I played the GBA beat 'em up. Of that show, right? And but I've also played like Turtles in Time and Tournament Fighters and like some of the older ones from like the SNES era and shit like that. Like that looks, th- those are genuinely fun. And here. the Konami beat them up, obviously. Here, look, specifically here, great. this one that I just sent. Yeah, the uh, the, yeah, the no, one I've never played that one, but yeah. I've heard about it. They, it was Konami as well. The Game Boy, the, those were some of my favorite games growing up. Easily, 
And that was like just like one of those fun games. That was one of the few games that I actually grinded in that I wanted to just get all the collectibles that I could. And mm-hmm. like I, I just always enjoyed that style and like the like the art style and everything about it. It's really it was it was a really fun game. And like you know, this looks really good, and you know, it's exactly what you'd expect from this kind of a you know game. You know, I'm not, there's nothing, nothing really more to say than yeah, it's really exciting, and it looks like it yeah. looks like the perfect game to play on Switch. You know. Oh yeah, they haven't announced the Switch port yet, but I would love to play this shit on Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm I I do like that little thing they add where. And apparently this was just a thing that they would do in those old TMNT beat-em-ups where whenever you'd beat up a foot soldier, you could have a special where you literally just throw them into into the front of the screen and they just like break the camera or they just like break their face yeah. because they hit the camera. It's super yeah. cool. I love that shit. That's nice. Uh, here's another one in the game sphere. Yeah. In terms of news. Epic Games bought Fall Guys developer Media Tonic and... Yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, I've heard I've heard good things about Fall Guys and like this season set up past. Apparently, we're in season four now. I've heard not good like things from us. Epic. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, we've we've said not so good things of Epic, so that's why I'm a little bit lukewarm about this whole deal. It's just another company, like a bigger company, swallowing, chewing it up, and spitting it back out of another company. Yeah. That's what that's what's happening. Oh, you're like Fortnite, yank. Just <laughs> 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 not use, yeah. you know. Apparently, you know, even though they are bought by Epic, they're still going to be uh, the, the game's still going to be available on PlayStation, uh, PC, and Switch, and apparently Xbox too. Uh, there's no confirmation yet as to uh, whether this game's going to go free to play, like you know, F- Fortnite, obviously. Uh, and aside from that, I mean, there's not really that much that's going on. Apparently, there's an Among Us crossover that got announced today of course for season four of course yeah the fuck is going on with the whole among us thing the trend is so dumb and funny <laughs> but like i don't really know what's exactly what like what's the thing it, it's just the word among us who cares that's funny who cares i, I guess among <laughs> us yeah like yeah my but, favorite uh, okay sorry uh i was gonna say like my favorite thing on tiktok right now is like people calling being like, is this the imposter? Like these five-year-olds on YouTube acting like the fucking dumbest fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, is this the imposter? Is this Among Us on the phone? <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, you well, obviously like well, I, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard, but uh, stimulus, the stimulus obviously uh, got approved, and uh, adult dependents are getting it too. So that's that's great. Yeah, apparently I don't. Apparently I didn't qualify. Oh <laughs> right, yeah, you do. I you sure? Yeah. Well, let's not get in. Let's not get into private information. Not, here, yeah, let's not talk about our taxes me, now. You'll let me know. You'll let me know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'd love a stimmy if yeah, I could get. I'm one. getting one. Yeah, I'm getting one. So I'm happy. Everybody about should that. need. Everybody needs a stimmy. Yeah. You know, come on, Joe. Our stim shots. Wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> we did it, Joe. <laughs> uh, Joe's like Eddie Coyle at the end of that movie. He's just like. <laughs> Uh, the friends of Eddie, the friends of Eddie Coyle. This last one, uh, go listen, listen yeah. off on that. Yeah, this is fucking sick. This is so cool. This is like, this is like my own. This is like my own niche, our own like niche personal favorite game wait, right wait, here. Wait, 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 wait. Which one? Okay, uh, not. I know which one you're talking about, but I, I, I have, I have, um, I have the Avengers tweet ready. Oh I was shit! Ready to sound yeah. off on that. Okay, I bad, thought you I'm were sorry. talking about that for a second. I'm like, wait, oh, what? I'm sorry. I was talking about the Batman thing, but yeah, the yeah, Avengers. We'll get into shit. that in yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sound off on that. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Schreier tweeted out last week. 
is coming from um, Square Enix, and I, I don't even know who we're the making the Avengers worse. <laughs> yeah, they made the Avengers worse. Basically, the, the developers behind that game, a service game, uh, Schreier tweeted out that has struggled to keep players, and apparently they've decided to add more grind and have decided to make that leveling even harder for the pe- for like the five people that that's, play it. Oh, that's great. This is, yeah, this is a pre- this is a press release from Square here. <laughs> I thought you said reading, this is depressing. <laughs> yeah, this is it is depressing for the five people that play it. But uh, this is coming from Square's press release on the game. Based on these issues, we'll be increasing the amount of XP needed to level up, starting from around level 25. This amount will increase the closer you get to the level 50, uh, so that it will take longer to reach higher levels and will only affect character level, not power. If you already have level 50 characters, this won't affect you. If you have a character who isn't level 50 and want to speed up their progress, take the time to do so before the update on March 18th. They basically said, if you're not ready, like, you, like, like, buckle up because it's going to get worse for you. (laughs) That's awful. This game sucks, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad it failed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, it's, yeah, no, it's. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I guess the uh, hearing Square Enix is making an Avengers game, you know, I guess like surface level, that's that that always sounded good. But, you know, as more, you know, as more things they like, kept uh, being announced for it and like the kind of game they're like, a, they're trying to make it, you know, it, it's never uh, it's never sounded like it was going to succeed past, you know what what we thought it was gonna be so i you know yeah for for the few people that like some for some reason played this game past the first week uh sure yeah here i I guess yeah yeah. godspeed why why yeah why why you waste your stimulus yeah like there's so so many great games to play that that there's so many good games that could be played Besides this, God, yeah. really, like, we're really thinking. Fuck, like the 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 Suicide Squad game, like really, like has it easy now? Because I I really hope so. Because if they do the same mistakes as this, it's like, what are we even doing at this point? You know? Yeah. Like, we're just we we're just gonna be screaming into the void. And I don't even play these fucking service games, but I'm sure like you played Warzone and shit like that. Yeah. I'm sure the grinding and stuff isn't as you know pervasive or it's as fun. annoying. They, like it's yeah. encouraged in Warzone. Like it makes like at least in Warzone, like everything feels like you know the grind isn't completely fucking horrible, and like you feel satisfied when you actually get shit done. You know? Yeah. That just sucks, dude. That yeah. they have to increase the level cap for that. And it's like, they're so honest about it, too. In the press release. They're like, yeah, it's going to get worse. What are you going to do? Not buy it? Uh, well, you can. But we're going to make it worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forget yeah. it. Hey, this is a quick tangent. But uh, this is this is some news that pertains to specifically you and me. Yeah. Uh, this is coming from Dana White. Apparently, UFC 261 is going to have a full crowd in Jacksonville, Florida. Whoa. Fight Island is, I guess, dead. Yeah, well, well, yeah, Fight Island was only a summer thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought they kept doing it in the island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably yeah, kept doing it in the island, but, like, the Fight Island kind of thing, like, that whole, like, you know, yeah. marketing thing, that was definitely just a summer thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Usman Masvidal 2, April 24th. Fuck yes. Ja- Jacksonville, Florida, full crowd. Fuck yes. By the way, this is this is coming after, like, a bunch of reports of the NXT tapings that are also in Jacksonville about how, like... So many people have been getting sick, and there was like a huge spike in cases from those tapings that last Friday. 
So I, yeah, fun. I don't know what people expect. You know, like like the especially with the pandemic. You know, like the the cases are gonna fluctuate. The numbers, well, they have been fluctuating, and they're getting lower too. Yeah. But like, there's gonna be little spikes, especially with big crowd events like that. You know. But, yeah, uh, I well, I mean, I don't know. I've heard the NXT ones are actually a lot more serious, but I'm I'm sure. Well, well, well yeah, but I'm, I, I'm not saying it's I, not. I, I, yeah, I'm not saying no, it's not. I, it's very, it's very I, serious. <laughs> I'm of two minds with this because, like, you know, by April 24th, I'm a little positive that things might be a little bit normal. But I don't know if, you know, so normal to the point that, like, oh, we're back to full crowds in a UFC event. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be, that's interesting. To be honest, yeah. I kind of prefer the UFC fights without the crowd. Genuinely. No, dude. No, no I, dude, I love so it. Much oh, dude, no, I love it. It's me. such a focused fight now. It feels much more personal, and then hearing each corner screaming out different things. Like, I, I think that, I think that makes the fight even better. To be honest. No, I, I, I mean, yes, but I also love the crowd reactions. Like, man, you, you like, imagine watching Masvidal knock that fucking guy out with his knee. Imagine him doing the flying knee to no crowds. Yeah, that sure. That would not have been as as fun to watch. That's true. That's true, but I guess I I don't know I I, I guess there, there's good I okay all right in the end of the day let's like in the end of the day I think it should they should wait a little longer before having full crowds to be honest like yeah, please get your fucking shots people yeah like like <laughs> I, I think uh, I I think they should wait a little longer for that but you know uh, th- there's obviously like you know goods and bads to uh, you know like excluding the pandemic you know there's goods to bads goods and bads to have a uh, for sorry I can't fucking speak uh, for this. Uh, for this, yeah, for this to happen. So, you yeah. know, I, I, I was watching the clip where Dana White went on the fucking, uh, uh, on the stage, the podium, and he's like, yeah, streaming, no longer a problem. We got the guy. What guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How out of touch man. are you? Like, do you, re- do you really think it's just one guy doing it? Do you, do you like, do you really think you're ever going to solve the issue of pirating UFC? First of all, exactly. okay. All right. Yeah. You know, you should, you should always support like the things you love, especially films, especially indie films. Always steal from the big companies. You, oh, all right. All right. No, look, look, look. Steal like, from the big companies. Of, like, steal like from Disney. <laughs> I like where your mind's at, kid. But like, you know, piracy is as a whole is still pretty fucked up and bad. Obviously, there are some, you know, exceptions that we've talked about. Eh, not as a but whole, like, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like the act of it is still fucked up. Sure. Because yeah, sure. We've talked about it. We, we've had the discussion before, but, yeah. you know, like that, that whole thing is I remember, you know, Dana talking about that. And it's like. Yeah, as if... Good job, Patrick. You saved the city. Like, yeah, you got the one guy that was streaming it on Twitch. And, you know, what happened to the other 20 people that were streaming it on Twitch as well? Which, you know, uh, full disclosure, I do watch some of my UFC pay-per-view events on Twitch because those people are actual crazy sons of bitches who put their lives on the line. Not lives, but like... Yes! They put their... Yes! Their livelihoods. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, they do. They do. They do put their lives on the line to just have... Just have it streaming on Twitch randomly. You know, it's crazy. Um, fucking, uh, and, and like, uh, uh, like, uh, fuck, dude, UFC is so expensive for no reason. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Talk- we, we mentioned this about when, uh, when Peacock, when the whole Peacock WWE deal happened. You know, why, why am I going to pay $50 for WrestleMania today when I could pay it? I, I'm sounding like the fat guy from Popeye, but when I could pay it for uh for like six dollars on Peacock, you know, like <laughs> and, and like uh, oh, Jesus Christ, the fucking okay. So basically, uh, the prices for the the, the pay per views for the UFC uh for the UFC events, if you have a subscription with the with ESPN Plus, 
uh, you pay fifty dollars per um fifty dollars per pay per view event. If you yeah. don't have it, it's seventy. That's insane. And you already are subscribing to their You're service. Already, yeah, exactly. You're already spending money on ESPN Plus. <laughs> it's but you DLC. You get a discount. Yeah, exactly. It's DLC. Yeah. Oh, and like, we didn't mention leave this. Leave it to fucking Disney. You know, like, <laughs> I guess this is, a, this is a good time to like transition into that too. But we didn't mention this in the docket. HBO Max prices are drop are are, are going up too. There's gonna be. They're talking about uh, possibly doing a uh, ad filled uh, HBO Max. You know? Well, no, that is that is actually true. Yeah. It's not that they're... It's not like the Prime subscription to HBO Max is going to increase a- immediately or maybe anytime soon. It's, it it's that they're... It will. Um, it will eventually, you know. But for 15, that's a good setting point, you know, for to, for at least a couple of years. I would hope for. I would hope so. Yeah. But... Um, Seven they, is they, ridiculous. They announced, <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus. They announced... They announced... Yeah, I know. They announced... Uh, Eh, kind of. It, it's it's ridiculous yeah. because you know it's going to go up very soon. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. That's, that's why. Yes, 15 exactly, yeah. is high enough to the point where, like, okay, this is a good number for a few years. It's realistic. Yeah, it's realistic. yeah exactly. Uh, exactly. The the HBO News thing, the HBO um, Max ad-supported thing, it's another tier where, like, the HBO content, like Sopranos and The Wire, the stuff that's actually of the HBO label, of the HBO brand, that's not going to oh, have ads fuck. on it. But you won't be able to access the same-day movie premieres in that tier and also you have to pay for it with ads why the wh- again why are we doing this like why are you going to pay for ads just pay uh, dude, the whole 15 dollars yeah uh, uh, dude, uh fuck. I, I i don't think you ca- I, I don't know if you if you mentioned this or i just didn't catch it uh, besides also usman and masudan fucking uh, uh zang whaley and Ra- and razna uh, raz rose namahunas namajunas no way it, really they're fighting they're fucking oh, fighting rose Nama- oh. namajunas to me is one of the most one of the most exciting fighters to watch. She is such a fucking unit. Oh, oh my dude, god. That's ex- that that's that girl has heart with a capital <laughs> ha. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like in all honesty, she's one of my favorite fighters and I think I don't know if she's going to win or not, but I think that's going to be a great fight. And obviously Usman and and Masvidal, that's big too, especially for us Miami boys, you know. Shout out to yeah. shout out to Masvidal. We love you. But, it's uh, been forever since he's had a fight, too. Well, it was, it was, his nuts. last fight was Usman. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that was back, how long ago that was. That well, when <laughs> was that? Like summer, July, June. Something I think like it was summer. Something like that. I think yeah. It was summer. It was a bullshit fight because he only Florida had like thing. he only had like five days to to train and like like cut weight. But you know. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. yeah, no, that was in the summer because that was a, that was at Fight Island. I think yeah. that's gonna be a decent fight. I don't know if he, if if Masvidal's gonna win. Because Usman is 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 a tank in his own right, but I don't like Usman. Fuck him. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's no. got time now, though. Huh? I'm confident that he could. Uh, he's got more time to prep now, so he's. Yeah, I'm confident yeah. that he could. Um, he could have a much better performance. He could fuck but him it's up. Not even yeah. to say that he had a bad performance in that last fight. It was pretty good. It's just you could tell that he five was, days of cutting you know, weight. Rushed. Like, dude, are you kidding? Yeah. Me? that's ridiculous. You know, yeah, you have to be. It's literally like that scene from Foxcatcher where. Uh, where Channing Tatum's on the bike and then and like, like fucking Mark Ruffalo's pushing his off. leg down as he's yeah. like biking like do it let's go oh god dude I need to watch that movie again bro Fuck I need that. to as well it's, it's such a, a great movie it. that's one of I think that's Ruffalo's best performance oh no <laughs> no. Oh, dude, he's so great in that movie. <laughs> I know this much is true. You got to watch that. Okay, you gotta all right, that's that fair. Come yeah, back yeah that's, fair. And, that's and, fair. And tell me that same thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now we'll get into the thing that you were excited about. Batman <laughs> Reptilian 
Written by Garth <laughs> Ennis and Liam Sharp. Ah, uh, dude. Six issue DC Black Label limited series. <laughs> dude, like you can't hit better. You can't hit like like better aspects of my personality than that. Batman, reptilians, and Garth Ennis. Fuck yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this, what, what, this is what's this it is about? Surprising. T- well, yeah, it's a uh, it's a Black Label story where apparently a new creature a new villain starts taking the 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 rise in gotham and apparently the power levels are shifted according to the synopsis (laughs) yeah according to the synopsis from a a dc press release here it'll be coming out starting june 22nd this year it's i i'm i was honestly kind of surprised about this because i've never seen garf ennis write batman it's then this is a, I think this is actually the first time he's actually handled a Batman series in its entirety. So keep t- okay, surprising. I'm listening. Keep talking. I'm gonna be away from the mic. Keep talking. <laughs> that, that that's all fine. I'm just uh, I'm just saying. You know, Ennis is writing. It's always been pretty good. You know, sometimes it's hit or miss with Batman. That's kind of surprising. I'm really I'm really curious to check that out. Liam Sharp on art. I mean, he just came out of green lantern season two with grant morrison and his work on that is it's always been great liam sharp's always been a really great artist so no i'm so excited on for more batman wait. that's cool yeah it's also he's also doing a new uh I, I i i don't know if it's the same colorist that he's he teamed up with on green lantern season two but he's i he's using that same color palette that can that same sort of style to his art now and it reminds me of shit like arkham asylum where it has that grounded you know, paint like deco feel, which is super cool. I think Liam I Sharp's it. a good choice for to to to, to um draw uh, a Garth Ennis piece. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be like super crazy violent too. Yeah. I oh my god, yeah. I'm so hyped. I'm so Garth yeah. en- Garth Ennis is by far one of my favorite writers in all the comics, even though he's a, he's completely fucking batshit. He's he's you so know, great. <laughs> yeah, you know. And as I as I as excited as I am about this pairing, I was reminded of this uh, individual yesterday when I was looking at some stuff on Twitter. But man, part of me kind of feels like, had he still been alive, I feel like this would have been an easy and a Steve Dillon collaboration. Oh my god, dude! I was, was just thinking alive. that, and like, that, don't break, let, let, don't make me sad now in the middle of the I show. Know, I I I got so fucking. I, I just thought of that right now, and I'm like. I, was I like think that's. Into I think my that's soul. genuinely one of the best pairings in comic history. Yeah, I mean, preacher all alone. You yeah, know? I mean, obviously, fr- welcome back, Frank. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. But, Steve Dillon man. by far is like one of like the the better uh, artists in my opinion. Do you remember the fucking awesome uh, uh, cover they did of um, uh, with the AMC uh, with the AMC cast? He did before he died. With the AMC cast that for preacher. Oh yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I remember that was actually yeah. I think that was one of the last works he ever he ever drew. Awesome. Was stuff for that show. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's a it, man. It it. I'm excited for this show, but man, uh, for the series. But holy shit, I I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't think he's ever even drawn a Batman. I have to, I'll have to look. Maybe he's uh, done Steve Dillon. Yeah, yeah. I'm he sure has. he's probably done sketches. He has, stuff, yes. but nothing. Yeah, yes. nothing official for DC. I feel maybe I don't know. But yeah, uh, that's it for that. For news, at least. Uh, let's get on to our weeks. How was your week? It's pretty great. How was uh, how was uh you you went to you went to Minneapolis, right? Yes, I did. Um, uh, not for uh not for the trial, um, which is which that whole situation is really fucked. Um, but it was for work. Were um, you near the trial where that was going on? Or? No, but oh, okay. in this in the hotel we were staying at, uh, there were uh home uh, homeland security was there. 
they were oh. checked they were checked in like we saw like as we were leaving they were coming in and we and uh we we saw them they were obviously they were there for the trial because you know obviously like you know the possibility of riots is very real um they were on vacation <laughs> yeah yeah just, just they're chilling there yeah <laughs> yeah um but uh my week's been fine um i what did i get to watch i um the P, uh, my brother got the ps5 pretty recently um if yeah, i congrats to that i yeah i was so i part of me was not thinking you would get it because of you know the whole scenario and well, you got it on walmart right yes yeah, yeah 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 that's that's exactly why i thought it wasn't gonna happen because like their bot system or their bot prevention system is not even existent it's non-existent it's, it, it's it was awful. actually <laughs> really easy to do it um basically mm-hmm. like since walmart uh they don't they don't just drop everything at once they drop a certain amount every 10 minutes along yeah. the hour and um, basically, like I just did, like uh, I followed the, uh, uh, the the steps in this video, which here I'll find uh, I'll find it uh, so I can recommend it here on the show. But I was able to just uh, get I was able to get it on the first wave in the car, and in the second wave I was able to check it out with it. So um, nice. oh, yeah, man, that's, that's nice. uh, that was cool. Um, uh, we yeah we got that, and I bought uh, Miles Morales. I'm gonna buy Demon Souls uh, soon. Oh, Jake Randall. Uh, search up Jake Randall on YouTube, and you're gonna find uh, he has like uh, how-to videos on how to uh, how to cop uh, PS5 or Xbox on Target, Walmart, and all those kinds of things. Um, mm. Yeah, I started playing Miles Morales. Um, I'm gonna download Demon Souls eventually. Um, how far are you in? Not too far. Uh, I'm de- like uh, um, I'm. We already met um, uh, Uncle Aaron. And you know he, you know mm. that, like that's already like that relationship is established. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I've got. I'm at the point where he got his black suit. He has his black suit. Um, oh, so oh, that's funny. So he starts off this game with like a w- one of Peter's suits and the he, jacket. He tech. Okay, so there's in the beginning of the game is three different suits. There's oh, okay. Yeah. So the first suit is kind of like the Into the Spider Verse look. You know, with the hoodie, okay. and instead of Jordans, it's Adidas, which which obviously I'd prefer Jordans, but you know, whatever. Um, right tissues. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, uh, oh, okay, yeah. People didn't realize. People didn't. A lot of people didn't know that that was the case because there was literal right rights issues with that, and like people just thought, oh, they took it out, and you know, t- you know, oh, it disrespects the characters. Like, no, it fucking doesn't. All right, they literally just <laughs> couldn't do it. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah, he starts off with that suit. He then he gets a suit that Peter gives him, which is really cool. It's kind of like, it, 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 I love, uh, I, I love one of my favorite, I guess, uh, uh, little not cliches, but little things in comics is whenever, uh, is whenever like you know you you get like a rough version of a, a, a of the suit uh, just before you get like the final. So obviously they did that in the Amazing Spider Man. They did that in uh, in the original Spider Man uh, film. You don't remember with the with the luchador fit. Um, the one they gave Miles is you know, Peter gave it to him. It's really uh, it kind of looks like uh, like you know those tights that skiers use, <laughs> yeah. like in uh, in uh, in like the Olympics or whatever. Kind of looks mm-hmm. like that. He has like uh, he has like a, a elbow pad, shoulder pads, the mask. Kind of looks like the original uh, Spidey suit, you know, blue and red. It's pretty cool. Then he eventually gets the black suit, and that's obviously I think the black suit in this in this uh, iteration is the best black suit we've had. For, so how is the game though? Like it's the it's, same thing. I assume it's just yeah. It's just, it, but it's, like, is it still like, good? Uh, it's good. Yeah, but I but yeah. like I'm telling you, it's not. It's not like a sequel. In this, it's not. In this, it's not a sequel in the sense that like it feels like one. You know, like yeah, I kind of expected that. Yeah, honestly. you know, it's this is definitely an ex- like it just feels like an ex- a DLC expansion. Um, 
there's a lot uh like obviously the game's really like it's the game's beautiful it's gorgeous uh uh even though i've been playing on the uh higher frame rate uh version so 60 fps you know performance mode yeah that's yeah what, that's what they call it right on ps5 i okay. think so yeah uh, there's like high fidelity and then the performance um uh i think uh, at least me personally i think frame rates matter more than like resolution and the game already looks beautiful to begin with so you know just the frame mm-hmm. rate like i don't need the ray tracing of it but you know playing with like the those graphics it looks amazing especially like on a 4k tv you know i've been playing on the i've been playing in the living room and yeah it looks really good uh so far uh, not gonna lie i think the dialogue is a little corny maybe it's just me because i speak spanish but like you know, we've talked about this a lot. Where like you can tell that the people who write, uh, the people who write Spanish characters in big media like this, they're not Spanish. <laughs> like they don't speak <laughs> Spanish. So I, I, I guess like, I, like whenever I hear like you know, uh, uh, Miles speaking to his mom, and then I hear, uh, Mijo, where are you? Like it, it like kind of pisses me off because <laughs> it doesn't sound genuine, you know. But um. That's that's a nitpick for me. That's a nitpick for me. You know, like it, well, yeah, no, because it reminds me of like the Riverdale scenario. Exactly. But from what I've that's seen my of issue. This game, yeah. From what I've seen of this game, there's a lot of culture that's in in it as well, which I so appreciate. Feel like yeah, which yeah, I, which I feel like it. You know, even with like that aside, it still comes from like a good place. Yeah, like I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong, but like I just really, I just wish they they get natural natural Spanish speakers. You know, to voice act these these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, because you could really tell whenever they're forcing speak to speak Spanish. Which I, hey, like, look, I get that, like, you know, if you're, you know, you're growing up in America, like, you know, if you're growing up in America, Hispanic in America, you're gonna, you know, you most likely won't have perfect Spanish. You know, I don't have perfect Spanish, but like, dude, it really pisses me off whenever you can tell that they're just forcing it, you know. Uh, but again, that's just like a nitpick for me, you know. That that, that doesn't really detract from the game at all. It's just like a little funny. Um, uh, the story's fine so far, you know. It's not nothing crazy, uh, you know. As I keep playing, you know, I have a more well-rounded opinion on it. But uh, game's fun, you know. Not really much more to say other than you, know, you should get it, you know, if you get the PS Five. Uh, well, I mean, my brother has it. He has Miles Morales. I just haven't had time to. You should play it. Play yeah, it. you should play yeah. whenever you get the chance. You know, I definitely think this isn't like. Hey, let's say you okay. Let's say like you know you want to play it, but you're you know you're like waiting. You like you know you you want to get a PS Four. I mean, you want to get the PS4 version just because you want to play it, you know? I think I say hold off to get to get a PS5, to be honest. Well, I mean, everybody's kind of holding off anyway. Like, so hard. To a lot of people get are getting one. it like on PS4 yeah. as well, you know? Oh my god, sorry. I I, I was my head immediately. Re- yeah, yeah, it's fine. Retconned yeah, yeah. that to PS5. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> like as a whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but like, yeah, yeah, like this isn't the, the kind of game that like I think you need to rush out of your way to get. Like, if you like, if you're gonna get a PS5 in the near future and you're waiting, holding off on that, just hold off. You know, I think the best part about the game is the fact that it's 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 a good introduction to the new generation of consoles. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's really cool. Uh, I definitely am gonna have a better opinion on just like you know the PS5 in general when I get to uh, when I get to uh, when I get to it on uh, when I get to Demon Souls on PS5. Um, yeah. Besides that, uh, I've been watching more Sixty Days In. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> it's so good. It's 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 genuinely like probably the best reality show I've ever seen. And then again, but you know I don't watch reality TV like that, so. But um, I one thing I forgot to mention in the uh, last episode is in the first season, uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter is one of the people uh, being sent in j- in jail in prison. Oh my God! From George Lopez. Uh, Myra uh, Myra Lopez, uh, not Myra Lopez. Jesus Christ, Myra Ali. 
Yeah. Myra Ali. Yeah, no, she was on George Lopez, wasn't she? Was she? Yeah, she trained Max in that one episode, How to Box. And then Not Max her. Like a, like a coma or something. Not her. No? Okay. The, no, no. Uh, um, My uh, bad. Uh, Ali ha- had a few daughters. Um... Uh, I don't. Um, I think it's. I think it's uh, Myra. How you pronounce it? Yeah, she was a. She was one of the contestants in uh, in sixty days in, and she did really well. Um, Miriam, there you go, Miriam Ali. Um, yeah, uh, that that that's a. Uh, it, it, it was good. She also looks exactly like Muhammad Ali, but she had to use a, a different name, a different alias, obviously, because you know. You know, like uh, Ali, you know, that's kind yeah. of, that's, uh, what the hell is Muhammad Ali's daughter doing in jail? You know, like, um, but yeah, no, I'm loving, I'm loving where the show's going. Uh, it's, it's, it's really fun. Uh, yeah, besides that, you know, not much else, you know, uh, you know, obviously we saw the friends of Eddie Coyle, but you know, we'll talk about that, you know, after, after you talk we also about saw your week. WandaVision. Oh yeah. WandaVision. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which we'll yeah. get into in a second. Yeah. 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 After, I'll, after your week. Yeah. How was your week? Oh, okay, so that's it. Nothing. Yeah, else yeah, in no, yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing Wait, crazy. didn't you go to New York too? Huh? Yeah, well, you went to New York too. Yeah, I did. You? Yeah, I did. That was for work. Nothing special there. That was for work, and nothing special. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really get to like uh, go out much, but um, you know, I, I did, was able to go. Uh, we went train hopping like last day. Uh, we were there. And we were just literally like just walking to different parts of New York. We we went through Times Square. We went to uh, uh, World Trade Center. Uh, like like pretty late at night, and it was kind of a dead zone. It was like a dead city. It's it's pretty wild how little people there were. Uh, and I also had like the best pizza I ever had in Brooklyn. This place called Ignacio's. Oh my god, it's so good. Ignacio's Pizza. Yeah, mm. recommend that. But uh, yeah, it's about it. It's about it. Trying to keep it short, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same here. What about I, you? Yeah, for my week, I didn't do that much. I re- I revisited Climax, which I won't get into too much. It's so good. Uh, in it's this so episode. Good. Yeah, you know. It's amazing. It's funny. It really when is amazing. I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of turned around towards it again. Like, I mean, I liked it, you know. Yeah, it, you, it but you weren't as, as, as like, in love with it. I, I get it. Yeah, because I felt like. It was just a quick little thing. I'm not going to go into spoilers with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Climax, it was definitely one of those movies that when I went... I also saw it at like 3 in the morning. But when I finished watching it, I was, you know, I, I was captivated by like the craft of it all. You know, because Gaspar Noé was, you know, he, he's out of this fucking world whenever he makes a movie. But it was, a, it was a movie that I was bothered by because it felt like it was gratuitous for gratuitous sake. But then I watched it again... And I realized I was so wrong about that. There's so much... There's a reason why these people are like this and, and why they act this way. And it's kind of this interesting thing about... You know, for a movie about a bunch of people getting, you know, high off a of spiked sangria and dancing and, and going nuts, there is a lot in there that speaks to how easy, you know, lies can be unraveled and, and humanity can turn oh yeah into its basic animalistic instincts and i think it's, it's wild I, I, and i love it for that i think the point I, I think the best part of the movie not only well okay for me personally to me it's just the, the presentation of the filmmaking because to me it's fucking unworld un- like gaspar noe is from a different planet it's fucking insane what he's able to do behind a camera but yeah. uh, i think what's really like uh r- really interesting about the movie is like yeah it's super uh it's super uh over the top it, and crazy, yeah. but like but there's a reason towards it. Yeah, there's yeah, like it, it really just delves into like like just like the the primal human like nature of humanity. Yeah, you 
Like, I was lucky to see this with a crowd for class and in a theater also, which was fun. Oh, damn. You know, Wait, for real? Yeah, we use our college theater that uh, doesn't get used right now for events. Cause of oh, COVID, dude, that's fucking sick. What? Thing. Yeah. Oh, I I, oh bro, so I, I would fucking love to see Climax in a theater. Are you kidding me? I know. That was that was a genuine treat. Oh, but dude, I, I, I'm mad. I, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it with a crowd, and you know, I would I would be hearing the same opinions about it where... Yeah, it was like, oh, this is disgusting. This is awful. Why? Why would they I love do it. stuff like this? <laughs> and I'm like, I get it now, and I love, and I love that he did it in it's that great. way, even it's though so it's good. fucking crazy, you know. And yeah, like, like good, like sometimes really good art is made to hurt you, you yeah. know, and make you feel that way. Yes. And climax is a perfect example of that, yes. and I love that. Hundred percent. By the way, quick thing: what's your favorite dance scene? The first one or the second one? Mine is always going to be the second one. Because it's so fuck. It goes so hard, bro. I oh, love dude. it. <laughs> just, it like, like, neither because they both make me so uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love, I like, love both. Like, they're both like great. I'm saying, if you have a favorite. Uh, that second one. That really fucks me up. That second one's the best. Yeah, where bro, they're, where they're literally it. just going fucking insane. Like, they're like, yeah. like just literally just fucking look like they're having fucking seizures. Like, it, it, no, it's crazy. No, but and it's also like this overview shot where you just it's see amazing. the hair jumping up and down, and then Thomas Bonglauter's going nuts on the fucking track that he's got. I love it. It's no, so good. dude, the cinematography is <laughs> fucking unworldly. It's, it's some of the best uh, I've ever seen. And this, yeah, the yeah. score compliments are like amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Movie. Everybody. No, yeah, that, that's, a, that's such a great movie. <sighs> that's, that, that I, did, so I, I need to get that yeah. on 4K. That's a movie I need to I get was, on 4K. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was thinking kind of the same thing. You know, before I w- walked in the climax, I'm like, you know, I don't know how I feel about revisiting this again. I enjoyed the movie, but like, let's see if I feel the same way or, if, you know, it changes. And I walk out of it and I'm like, oh, fuck, where's my Blu-ray? Yeah. I need it. It's <laughs> like, a, oh, shit, it's on Arrow Video. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the version we watched in class, actually. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I watched Climax. It's good. good. I love Great, I love Gaspar Noe. <laughs> yeah. It, oh man, I, I had a gen, I had a fun time with this one again. Yeah, I yeah. mean, as fun as I could have, because the movie is still uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah, yeah. When it gets to yeah, that second 100%, half, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went back in the Cuphead. Started so playing some more Cuphead with my brother. Oh, that's fine. You ever played Cuphead? Uh, a little bit. Shit's hard. Yeah, it's a hard game. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally, it's, it's just harder Mega Man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but damn, those soundtrack. That's the that soundtrack is fantastic though. And the aesthetic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean the the Fleischer cartoon aesthetic is always going to be super cool to me. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's always one of those. It, it's definitely one of those games where, you know, you're you're having a really really good run, and then the moment you die, you're like you you don't even think it. It's just like a primal instinct. You just press replay again, like restart again, and you just keep going until you actually win. My brother and I spent like four hours trying, just fighting two bosses, and we we still couldn't get to the next stage. I really suck at Cuphead, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's a, that, yeah. that's a hard game. Uh, let's see. I, I've been watching Promise Neverland Season 2. I'm not going to talk about it that much because you haven't seen it, but I will say... I know there's a lot of opinions uh, about it. There are. A lot of people have a lot of opinions every day, surprisingly, yeah. about anime, you know? The, 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 prob- the, the big heat that's going around Season 2 is that they decided to basically skip one of the what what manga fans consider to be like the best arc of the series they skipped it entirely and they went into this um anime original arc that they're currently doing which you know even though there's like a lot of expositional dumps thrown in it's not bad i mean the second season's not as great it doesn't hold a candle to the first season it's actually a perfect show 
that first season is actually a perfect show by itself. Yeah. But I, I really just hate that whole mob mentality of just how awful a show could be just because it's not following your mon- your manga, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's doing this weird thing where, like, it could easily just do a flashback arc and kind of make it look like a filler arc, you know? And, and, and they could do that arc that people really like. But, you know, at this point, it, it, it's fine. I, yeah. it, I just don't see the need to... Because I, I saw... Uh, <sighs> Talking about myself getting mad over you know dumb bullshit, but I saw a comicbook.com article. This entire podcast is us getting mad at stupid shit. So like whatever. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, but to to reiterate on that, I saw a comicbook.com tweet about a guy a guy posted an editorial saying why the Promised Neverland anime should be canceled right now, and it was because okay. they decided to skip that. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You're dumb. That's fucking like l- like I'm sure you might have a good argument or something like that, but just because the show is following something that, you know, isn't following the thing that you're supposed to follow, you know, or that you want to, you want them to follow actually in this case, that doesn't mean that like it's complete garbage and it should be thrown away. Like, yesterday's day. I mean all that really matters yeah. is like what like if they, okay if you're throwing away that what did they bring in to kind yeah. of fill that void and, it, that, and what if, really matters is if that's good you know yeah and if, if if you hate that that's fine you know and if you don't you know like like for me it, it's it's like a full metal for me I feel like it's probably gonna be like a full metal alchemist uh effect on me where it's like yeah I've heard it was shit the whole time and I'm gonna check out brotherhood anyway but I I liked what I watched from this. Mm-hmm. It got a little bit dumb. It got a little bit bad, and it got you know a little kooky at times. But I enjoyed it at, at, at the most part. I'm still enjoying the show right now, and I just think some fans are just fucking crazy entitled and ridiculous. And it's like calling for a show to be canceled because it's not following the things that you like or that you want them to. It's a little ridiculous because this is the hard work of other people who are trying to make something original. And you know, excuse them. You know, oh, God forbid you try to make something that's a little bit different if you don't like it you don't like it that's fine but yeah. that's a whole you know that's that that's another line that you know you don't need the cross mm-hmm. weebs are dumb yeah. like like some weebs are entitled and dumb yeah and aside from that nah, that was kind of it i saw revolution i saw aew's pay-per-view which uh, i'm gonna just play this clip right here this is the exploding bob wire match by the way this is the end of this It's like cutting off for me. Yeah, uh, it was it was a botchamania clip where instead of the actual bomb going off, it was a sound effect of a fart, oh. two big wet farts. Nice. And the guy going, "Oh my god!" Because their their uh their finish, the actual explosion to the exploding barbed wire death match was a bunch of sparklers. Okay. And like two two fireworks. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it, like it it's already an old meme already at this point. It was awful. I paid. That was my first pay per view, by the way. Aside from that, it was a pretty good show. But holy shit, that was such a sad letdown. Yeah, yeah. Because the exploding barbed wire death match, as like even like from Japan, bro. Like you look at some of those old matches, they're actually dangerous. And I was expecting that to be like a little bit of the case with this, mm. but it was it was kind of shitty. But it was <laughs> alright. It was a good fight though. Yeah, John Moxley and Omega, they they, they pulled their weight in that one. It was nice. a good one. Nice. But other than that, yeah, you know, yeah. I also saw Friends of Eddie Coyle. And we also saw the friends of. Eddie do you want? Do, do you want to? Do you want to talk about Wandavision first? Then That's we'll... what I was gonna lead into. Yeah, yeah we yeah, also yeah. finished Wandavision, which, uh, you know what? Let's just jump into spoilers right here and now. Yeah, this yeah. A, this, we this, we're gonna spoil 
WandaVision if you haven't seen it already. If you haven't, uh, like, yeah, we, we've been talking, we've been talking about like the WandaVision as the show is going on. So like most of our most of our unspoiled opinions are like uh, out there, and like you know, I guess like they like I don't think the I don't think the finale of this kind of like changed like you know my opinions that drastically. It kind of changed a little bit. A different me, aspect, but, yeah. yeah, in different aspects. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what do you think? I, as a whole, these nine episodes in total of a Disney Plus MCU production, uh, I I really liked it. I really liked what they were going for. It was definitely yeah. something that was different for the MCU, especially you know given the onslaught of the formulaic shit that we've been used to. Yeah, yeah in the same, MCU. Same. This is it, a breath of fresh air. It was it was a necessary for breath of fresh air that you know got to places that I really wanted them to get into and you know while the finale does shit the bed on a lot of it I feel like they were still able to kind of pick up the ball after they fumbled it and make a pretty good TV show that was you know pretty entertaining and had some thematic depth to it that mm-hmm. was nice to have on a TV show about superheroes yeah yeah um yeah. I think uh I think the best part about this finale and like just like the way like everything wraps up is the fact that um, it didn't all just even though it did all lead to just like a big CGI fight, the core underlying like point of the show was there and it was strong. And I and I I'm really satisfied where they left off these characters because uh, the, the I guess like you know we could both agree on this. We these like this show made us love these characters way more than we ever did, and mm. I, I I I guess me personally, I think I think Wanda is one of my favorite characters in the MCU now, you know because of everything. Oh yeah, you know? especially towards the end, you know I guess spoilers, you know she ends up becoming the Scarlet Witch, and I think she's I I think she's one yeah probably my favorite character now in the MCU because fuck she's great she's so good. She's really good, and Elizabeth Olsen brings definitely one of the best performances to Wanda to that what character and like as a in her as a whole in her career so far. Uh, I I will talk say, about a full circle too. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, especially the types of roles that she had to mimic and and portray yeah. in this show. She grew up yeah, on the Full House set. No. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up a Full House baby. From, you know, to mimicking the mom from Malcolm in the Middle and, and doing all sorts of interesting thematic stuff with, with um, you know, with uh, her performance in the show. It was fantastic. Wait, I'm sorry. Did I, we mention... I, oh, I'm so sorry. Did we mention that Cowboy Bebop finished filming season yeah, one? Yeah, we did. We oh, did. Okay. I, I right. just... I, I You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was on my phone looking at the Daniel Panada thing and I'm like, God damn, she's hot. Yeah. And she's <laughs> <just> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 like literally seconds after I closed my phone, <laughs> I, you mentioned that, and I thought that was funny. Yeah, you know, this is literally how. Well, not only do we look alike, but our brains are also kind of on the same way. Hey. Yeah. humble <laughs> listeners, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, we're just like the MCU <laughs> in that regard. Um, I was gonna say uh, the the best thing that WandaVision does, you know, as all. Uh, in contrast to anything else is that they made a show that really questioned well okay until the finale because i have some problems with it up until the finale really makes you question you know your your um your simp not sympathy your um your your protagonist your hero because yeah she is you know, Scarlet. She is the Scarlet Witch. She's Wanda Maximoff that we've seen in the movies as as time goes on. 
But she's also this person that's forcing all these people to live a life that they do not need to be living. This fake reality that she constructed for herself to overcome her grief, which not only makes it for a really interesting, you know, sympathetic turn for a for a hero, but it also gives this interesting, this fascinating, uh, you know, like side reveal that you know, she's a little bit more human than that, and that in that way it kind of makes her into the prota- the antagonist of the show. I love, in a way, which is, I love which the is fact. Awesome. I love the fact that this is a secret village villain or origin story. Well, is it? I because think it is. This, well, because there's this weird thing in the finale that, you know, they do try to play up that angle, but they kind of do like an Incredible Hulk type of angle at the end of it where, you know, uh, Monica who doesn't get to do anything at all in that finale, which no, is no, kind of all. underwhelming. Very disappointing. Yeah. As beside her character being She's coming one back of the stronger points of the thing. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, maybe he's even seeking invasion, I think. But you know, like she, she's definitely one of the strongest parts of the character of the of the series. But she didn't, you know, do that much in the finale. There's that whole incredible Hulk angle that they kind of portray with her and and uh, in that scene with her and Wanda, where she's like, these people would never, you know, they'll never get what you what you had to sacrifice for them. Which is yeah, that's kind of sweet given you know her her you know, the whole arc that we've been through with her and fake Vision and the kids. But. We literally five like thirty minutes ago. We literally saw the 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 mom. We saw Penny from that seventy show say, "Please kill me. I don't want to live in this world anymore. Please kill me." It's great like, because it's so good. They, because they were kept. She was kept in their mind spell for months. It's great. You know? <laughs> I think um I think this is I I, I think they they really did uh want this to to be a a, a secret villain uh, villain origin story. Cause fuck, dude. Like, 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 especially like where they leave at, where they leave her at the end. She kind of seems like she's like accepted the fact that she's destined to be this kind of person. And you know, I I don't know what they're gonna end up do end up doing with Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. But like, fuck, dude. Like, there's a lot of potential for her being, you know, the big bad now. Yeah. For you know, and and like, and I think it's well. I think it's earned. I think it's extremely well earned. It's and, earned, and it's one of the better things that they could do going forward. Instead of setting it up to be like, yeah, Galactus, Galactus would be cool, yeah. but you know. But what about a character we've been following for so long, only to see her kind of go through this downward spiral where it's like, yeah, I'm learning about grief and I'm kind of overcoming my grief, but you know, given that end credit scene, I'm kind of not. You know, I'm still kind of finding these fake kids, these kids that I've grown attached to, and I technically kind of made out of thin air. Uh, and, and or maybe, I'm, like I'm still maybe. not over it. <laughs> what, it. What? Maybe it's maybe it's Mephisto. No, no, <laughs> but Mephisto? like we still don't know. We still haven't really gotten like a pure answer. Like, yeah, it's she made like this is made out of grief, but like you know, like there's still the possibility that she did rip a, a, a horn reality because that's and that's what it seems like it was implied. Towards the ends, you know, hearing, I don't know. I, hearing her I, kids, because why the fuck would may, it, why the fuck would she be like looking for them if she just made them on the spot? You well, know, I it, it's an interesting thing because I was when when I, you know theorizing, and we'll get into that aspect of the fucking show in a second yeah. with the whole Mephisto, it's Mephisto, like it, like it was based off fucking nothing. People just thought Mephisto was gonna show up because they wanted it to. I mean, yeah, no that shit, was dumb. yeah, no yeah, shit. It was like, fucking stupid. <laughs> it, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. With that end credit scene, I, I kind of interpreted it as, like, maybe she found a version of the kids that exist in a parallel universe, you know, mm-hmm. where she did get to have this life or something. Uh, who knows? You know, there's, it's a multiverse. There's some multiple possibilities. That's a good transition. That, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say, I, I was going to say, like, one last point to that, like, 
you know, I, I think that could probably work, you know, but it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing when, when they try to like play up that whole, you know, she's still a hero angle at the fin- in the finale because it kind of feels like she didn't really learn I don't her think... main lesson about grief and over and like and moving on in when you take that were playing that up. scene there. I don't think they were playing that up. I think they kind of did. You know, oh with no! That ending, with oh Monica no! Being no! Like, no! Oh, they will never understand what you did. You know, it's like yeah, she she kept them under her spell no, for I, months. I think... She didn't notice, but like they were still slaves to her. I I think uh, Wanda recognizing the fact that they, that that wouldn't change how they feel is them kind of like ex- like her accepting the fact that she she might have that she might be the villain from now on. Like if anything, like if anything, like I, I feel like the only reason why it was quote unquote played up as her being a hero was the fact that, you know, from her perspective, everything is fine. And that's kind of like the realization that she kind of that's the arc she went through, um, you know, in this story where like she was kind of unaware at the she's unaware of the of the lives she's ruining because of her grief and that obviously that in and of itself is a big like that's a big thematic leap no not leap but that's a big thematic point in the in this show and i feel like i feel like they kind of uh they kind of realize that you know the only direction to take her would be the role of a villain that you can sympathize with does yeah. not mean like i i don't think they were playing her up as a, as a hero at all to be honest I think well, I was, not a, not like a as a hero as we've known it, but like kind of like a misunderstood hero. That's what it kind of felt like at the end of that. You know, when 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 you like take that scene and when she just leaves Westview, it feels I think like that. Oh no, uh, I I think they're going for the misunderstood villain. You know, now, I I really hope so. Yeah, you know, I, I, I at really, no point, like, like I guess, at no point did I did I think they were they wanted they wanted us to think that Wanda was was truly the hero. You know, maybe, you yeah. know, from her own perspective, like, you know, obviously, you know, she's fighting the big bad witch and, you know, everything's done. But like, I think uh, I, 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 I think they're comfortable with uh, w- with Wanda being the villain. At least I hope so. You know, and even on a thematic level, I think the most interesting thing about her arc and this kind of goes into a little we'll talk about vision, I guess, in a little bit. But like, yeah, um, I, I love the whole idea of just like her running away from her past, finding this escapism, kind of like how you find escapism through TV, which they have that cool little meta there. Yeah, that's the point about. of the show. Yeah, yeah, like she she's escaping the reality of what she's actually been through to enter a new one that she created because you know she never got that in in real life, and you know the the fascinating thing about the show to me is that. You know, she's living out this dream life that she's always wanted, but at the cost of so much fucked up shit uh, that that she is responsible for. And I think she knows that she's responsible for it. But like, there, like that whole arc throughout the season is her that tug that tug of war of like her deciding to do something about it or not really, you know, doing it or just like going back to the comfortness of being with a husband that should be alive and kids that should be real. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. What were you yeah. gonna say about multiverse? My bad. I I didn't mean to fuck up your transition. There. No, no, it's fine. Um, I guess like you know, leading into like that, you know, they were talking about multiverse um uh, things. I guess like one of the biggest things that really pissed me off about this finale oh, is yeah. <laughs> is the Evan Peters situation uh, with his character. Oh, you mean you mean Ralph Boner? Oh, God. All right. Okay. Look. <laughs> you mean you okay, mean look. a joke? That this is not. Was, right, the, you you the, mean uh, a joke from 2013? <laughs> this is like this situation, like with with Evan Peters and everything, isn't isn't comparable to 
the theorize like you know theorizing and then being disappointed it's not comparable mm-hmm. because this is a with the casting of Evan Peters as this character there is heavy implications to what this would mean for the future of this franchise and well, okay. how it goes you say you say is but you know given the reveal it's it felt more like a were instead of an is which pissed me off about it. Wait, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? That it felt like it it was going to be an like it, it looked like it was a simple uh, a, an amplification impl- of what they were going of what they were going to do with the whole multiverse angle. And it makes me like I'm I'm fine with the fact that and I kind of expected it in the beginning anyway that Evan Peters's Quicksilver wasn't actually going no, to I'm be No, I'm not fine with know, that. I'm not fine with that at all. Let, wait, wait, let me explain. Let me explain. I was expecting a twist uh, anyway with that character. I was expecting that version of Quicksilver to not really be the Quicksilver that we really know, whether it be a new Aaron Taylor Johnson or the uh, the Pietro from X-Men. I expected there to be a twist of that of some sort. But I the thing that upset me is that there was they like not only does it get tossed aside like nothing at the, in the finale. It's like a dumb fucking joke and then the the set piece with her him and Monica is is immediately cut in yeah. like in two minutes, which apparently I was reading. I was reading after uh, an article about it. A lot of the t- situations, the complications that came from the finale was due to uh, was a result of COVID. They probably were going to do another episode, a tenth episode, and, and flesh things out, but they had to rush some shit because of COVID. But regardless, the 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 whole Evan Peters thing is so disappointing to me. Not because it was something that I want, like it, it was something that um. There wasn't something that I wanted. It was the fact that it's just thrown away so easily. And at the same time, it's like, it's kind of like this whole little fuck you about to, to like the whole multiverse idea that they've been actively talking about anyway. There's not really a multiverse thing, like an actual multiverse idea that's that spawned from this. It's kind of like a far from home scenario where they kind of did a fake out. And it really didn't. It didn't amount. It really amounted to nothing. I but you but know, like which, which I, I think of, what makes like which kind of bothered me in that. Re- I think regard. what makes like this whole situation worse with worse with casting Evan Peters in Quicks as Quicksilver and not following through with it is the fact that there is again very clear implications with what his casting means for the rest of the franchise and the yeah. and I'm not fine with them just with them just not going through with it because why would you not? Why would you cast him regardless of the it like the fact that I hate this attitude that the MCU has where anything that has any real substance to it gets thrown that gets thrown to the side for for you know a joke or something along like you know along those lines. I don't fuck with it that. It is look like for me it is the Mandarin twist, but I'm actually pissed off about it. You know, no, like, it's the I, Mandarin. I do, I it's can, the Mandarin I twist in every worst aspect. Like it's not yeah. fair. Like like I, I'm gonna say fair because like yeah, <laughs> like because it, it's bullshit. Like well, like I I I, th- I find it really fucked up. You know that we are losing all this genuine good opportunity for for great story you know being told and 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 like it was just like thrown to the side for a kind of not for a not funny joke and like you now they're i guess now the crowd control police of the mcu of disney is coming (laughs) and saying oh you know marvel is always in it for the long game you know who uh who knows what could happen in the future i can't say anything more Fuck you. Why didn't they start that Fuck up with you. this? All right, yeah, with, with I really hate choice. I really hate how reactionary <laughs> Marvel is 
to any negative criticism towards whatever <laughs> they establish and whatever they do. How they always just try to like you know like fix things. Like remember after Endgame when that came out, like just the Russo brothers and Marvel just like kind of filling in holes that people had a problem with. Oh, like uh, Cap going in back in time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, just trying to half ass explain everything, you know, and like, and, and uh, I, I, I forgot what, what, hit, who, hit, uh, who their name, uh, what their name is, uh, the showrunner of the show. But them kind of uh, just Jack trying Schaefer. to go back and like trying to convince people that it wasn't supposed to just be a joke. It was supposed to have some kind of substance to its point. Fuck you. No, that's not. <laughs> that's that's bullshit. I don't believe that you. What happened was that you d- decided to include meta casting and just to play it off as a fuck you joke because you want it to be edgy and cool. I I, I, I really don't... I, I can't find a reasonable explanation that would give this... Uh, give, give, like, this choice any real... Uh, um, su- like, substance. No, I, I, I Look, fucking hate it. I, it, it, I, re- it really I is bad. <laughs> I can't paint an actual reason for it. And I know they've talked about it before, but, like, the whole... The, the thing that bothers me about it is... Like, you have this show that is already supposed to set up this multiverse storyline that's going down within the next couple of movies. And yes, in some in some aspects, it does set up the multiverse thing. But I feel like there is something that is kind of lost by throwing... Like, yes, like to what you said, there is something that's kind of lost when you throw away the potential of, like, Evan Peters playing a character that he played in a different universe and just throw it off as a joke. There's some interesting ideas there that's, like... You know, you could maybe take the best aspects of other Marvel universes, X Men, other X Men films, it, yeah, yeah or, or like and expand it upon you know the MCU. If that's a thing, like that sounds like a cool idea, and I feel like it's kind of thrown away for something that's not for a joke. Even, it's not even funny. Yeah, it's it's not even like it's not even a funny joke. It's dumb. It's it's stupid. You know, and <laughs> it's it, it it the the thing that bothers me about it is that it, it feels so underhanded it feels like it's just like it happened we're done throw it away now focus on the big cgi fight between the two people that have the same power sets you know what this feels like also bothered the fuck out of me (laughs) you know what this feels like what like now that this is done i don't know how they could go back and try and do it i don't know how that would how that would the mutant thing yeah, like, 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 because oh, I, yeah, I, no. I know for a fact they're gonna try and like do something. They're gonna do something. They're gonna try and fix this in some way. Because I, because I, I think most people could agree this is fucking stupid. This reminds me of like if they did actually decide to like, go through with it. But like, uh, do you remember when uh, BVS came out and they were saying that this isn't technically Doomsday? You know, but like, oh yeah, yeah, but but like, but but like, okay, if this isn't technically Doomsday, then why, why did you kill Superman? Yeah, oh that too. Yeah, yeah like, why yeah. are you calling him Doomsday by name? Why do you? Film? Okay, <laughs> if this isn't Doomsday, why do you get a character that's vaguely enough close to Doomsday and like just give like you know like the whole point of Doomsday is like the death of Superman and they decide to do that. The whole point yeah. of you know getting Evan Peters into an MCU property is the fact that it, this could be introductory to whatever the you know mutants or whatever comes in the future. Now they can't do that, and if they do do that, it's not gonna feel it's not gonna feel earned. It's not gonna well, feel as good as it would. Of. you know it's not i don't know yeah. I, I i wouldn't go so far as to say that because who knows what actual idea they have for mutants going it's forward. ruined it could actually be something that's cool i well it feels <sighs> ruined right now because look for me i would be completely happy with them doing a sort of fake out with this without like in a way that's handled better you know that's like given the implication that 
there is a Quicksilver that is actually played by Evan Peters out there. If they actually played up to that aspect and not just throw away that character as just Ralph Boner, joke, laugh, and that's it, you know, that would have been an interesting thing. And it's not like, and I, it's not like even that I would want Evan Peters to come back as Quicksilver in that eventual X-Men movie or project that they'll do for the MCU. It's the idea of saying that there's a universe where that person exists. It's just not this version of it. And we're gonna like set up a little bit of that anyway. It's the, such, the, oh, this God, also dude. brings me like another thing that I yeah. kind of hate with this show. It's another MCU problem, though. Typically, it's the problem that like some characters and some threads just get mentioned, and you know, just for the sake of being set up in another project, which is kind of dumb to me. I hate it. I kind of hate it. Oh, you're talking I know about it's the, for the them missing before. person. The missing person from, from uh, that Jimmy Yu mentions, and like the astrophysicist or whatever, the, whoever the fuck Monica was mentioning in yeah. that epi- in that episode, like it's it's stuff like that that bothers me. And I get it that it's worked for the MCU before, but I would like to have a show. I would like to have a thing that is completely singular, isolated by itself, where all of these things can be introduced and explained and and um, and followed up on and conclude and closed on in a nice, simple isolated manner like the guardians movies damn it the guardians movies have a full fucking arc and like and and thematic through points that are you know for the most part they're basically settled within that movie and they're not connected towards anything that's set up in another mcu project like why can it be like that that's that was that was the thing that genuinely bothered me there is when i was watching that i think like who cares about the missing person? I'm of two Why minds of that. I'm of two missing person. No, 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 I'm on two minds of that because in the end of the day, WandaVision is still part of this grand franchise, and it still needs to set up what's coming in the future because you know because again you know like this is a bigger story than just this character. But I definitely get what you mean. Where like you know I like there's definitely the feeling of you know setting up is more important than establishing what we have currently. And that's yeah. the, and that's like that's an uh, the thing with WandaVision is that like all the problems with WandaVision are MCU problems and they're never yeah. fixed. It's the same thing every time. <laughs> that's like and like that's what like makes us like fucking crazy. Like that's why we hate the MCU so much now. Like I don't I just don't like these little things that are supposed to be throwaway setup things for the sake of being set up in something else. It's just kind of dumb to it's me stupid. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's it like, yeah, stupid. sometimes it could work, but like really what's a big missing person link from this to I don't know Shang Chi gonna do, you know? I I don't know. I just think I just don't. I don't get the necessity in that. I don't get the that that the reasoning behind that sometimes when it comes to small small shit like that, you know. Also, I I expected, you know, the Ralph Boner thing is dumb as fuck. But it like, really pisses me off. I I would have you know I I wouldn't have been upset if it was actually like you know not to the, not to go back to that whole theorizing thing that we talked about a few minutes ago but like I wouldn't have been as upset if it was actually the beekeeper that we saw a few episodes ago but like the reality that Wanda made just made him into a brother that you know she always wanted to have in her present life yeah you no, know some shit I, like I, that but no dead. they didn't do they didn't really they threw it up as a joke and it's it's it, it didn't land it makes me. it worse because of it yeah and like and know, that, I, that's I a like genuine it. like criticism too you know like it, it really does just make the whole situation like come off as as uh, as just like like, like, just distasteful, I guess, you know? Like, it's not... Like, you, you yeah. It's... Like, there's a bit of a double-edged sword with that... What was that Collider article that was trending? It was, it was, it was, it had a really funny headline. It was just like, yeah, WandaVision promised me things that were never, 
you know, prom actually promised to begin with. And no, they failed to deliver things that were never promised to me. And, you know, yeah, to an extent, I do get, understand that. And I do get that. But when it comes to something like the Evan Peters thing, it's kind of disappointing. It's, it's not like I wanted him. It's not like I wanted him to actually be the Quicksilver from the Fox movies. I would have just wanted a cool, you know, like actual end to that storyline oh, beside no. I, a joke. I think there's know? no I, I think there's no place for Evan Peters being, ca being cast in an MCU property without it being connected to anything in the X-Men. I don't think there's a place for it. And I don't think there's a place for like for, you know, a fake out like that. I, 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 I think don't know. I, I think I, I think I, it could have been it could have worked out better. Personally. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But at the end of the day, we're at the end of the day it's just disappointing, you know. It really is just disappointing yeah. on on just whether whatever side you land on, you know. I I guess like that's like the most like offensive part of like that <laughs> finale. You know, yeah, and, and it's and, not to say that the show sucks entirely. No, no, the show's great. I really do like the show. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a really good show, and it's a breath of fresh air that I really wanted from the MCU. And I'm glad that it's starting about... with Disney Plus shows. Yeah, what were we saying? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, like we haven't even talked about Catherine Hahn, but like she's great. She was good. Yeah, she's yeah, good. She's really she's good. good. She's better. Paul Bettany. Oh yeah, sorry. I know. I, I I think she's better when she's not in in both in in mega Agatha mode. Like oh, when yeah, she's same. when she's just Agnes, I think she she she's she's amazing. But you know she's really good, and Paul Bettany is fucking fantastic. Yeah, he 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 plays an existential robot. It's great, uh, and I, then, I loved it. And know? I guess you know you know I guess like I guess, uh, the MCU uh, again comes comes with <laughs> never really just like doubling down on what they uh, on what they do. So because they brought about White Vision, yeah, they brought they brought okay. Vision back, like you know. <laughs> They brought Vision back. Like, th like it's definitely going to be a different version of Vision. It's going to be, you know, I assume I, the emotionless, you know. Uh, I wouldn't go that far to say that. Because, like, that was actually something that I wasn't as bothered by. So they, there's that double-edged sword, damn it. Shit. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It, like, you, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the Jimmy Woo thing, and then, you know, you have something like this, where I'm fine with it because I'm actually, you know, reading the comics. White Vision is an interesting character because yes, you do have that cold demeanor, but it is also conflicted with some of the things you actually see with the fake vision in this, in this show where it, it's somebody who is confronting, you know, their actual existence and their meaning and, and who am I? You know, yeah. Can, yeah. Who am I? You know, can I really cry? Which I love that they actually, they, they brought that in from the comics that, yeah. you know, the, the fact that like vision can cry, you know, and you feel this actual emotion. Now we could probably get that with the actual vision. You know, that it, that's that was a cool thing that they did, and I'm 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 okay with that aspect of it. Not only because it's more you know Paul Bettany as Vision, but it's it makes an interesting spin on the character that I've loved from the comics anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's I uh, well, there was there was something else I wanted to add. I'm good. I, I'm good. Yeah, I I I will say, you know, it it's. I mean, it's it's definitely. One more can you say? One more can you say? You know, it's like no, it, that's it, it's it's a it's a fucking commerce thing like shipped up by Disney, but there is surprisingly some good merit to it, you know, oh, yeah. and some it's, thematic depth to it that I actually enjoyed and appreciate. It's a good it's a good introduction to like you know the Disney Plus uh, aspect of uh, the MCU, and I think and, and I'm and, and and you know I'm very excited for what they're gonna do for with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Going That's what forward. I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited for that. Not only because like the action looks pretty good, but I'm hopeful that they bring in things that should be addressed, you know, or like should be, should make it a more interesting show. Like, what does a black person dressed up like being Captain America mean? 
for the MCU or just mean for the world? You know, how does that work? How does that react? That that sounds like a much more interesting idea than oh, we gotta fight Zemo or 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 some white guy. I don't know. <laughs> like it's 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 in, that's an interesting idea that I hope they do. Like there's that rumor. I don't know if you read that rumor like months ago when the show was still in production that they were probably going to introduce um uh oh my god what's his name i can't remember his name but uh black captain america from the 40s or from the 20s uh patriot you know, that host yeah patriot no no patriots from the young adventures uh like in the comics I'll there find was it. a series i'll find it i'll find it yeah there in the comics there was a series where they basically Isaiah Bradley Is it Isaiah Bradley they, they they basically had um they they basically retconned the history of Captain America. Wait, are you sure it's not that. Patriot? I I can't remember by name. I but think like, it's Patriot. The, it it was it was a black man who dressed who became Captain America before Steve Rogers was actually Captain America. There was that whole storyline uh, that c- came out of the comics decades ago. That was awesome, and I feel like if you put something like that in a show like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think it makes it for a much more interesting show than just an action beat. With two buddies yeah. that kind of have weird, you know, relationship tensions with each other. But yeah, WandaVision. All right. What is drip if not sauce persevering? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, WandaVision was good. Line. WandaVision was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Let's talk about Eddie Coyle. Yeah. So uh, last week, I uh, recommended a film that I've been wanting to watch for a while. Uh, it was directed by Peter Yates, came out in 1973, called The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Uh, the Friends of Eddie Coyle, starring Robert Mitchum, Peter Boyle, Richard Jordan, Stephen King. Fucking amazing cast. It's about yeah. a, uh, an aging hood who's about to go back who's about to go back to prison, hoping to escape his fate. He supplies information on stolen guns to the feds, while simultaneously supplying arms to his bank ro- his bank robbing chums. <laughs> That's the letterbox uh, letterbox uh, synopsis. Yeah, that was a funny letterbox bio. Yeah, because I because I, I was a little bit confused by the first like. 10 minutes of it i'm like what is this film supposed to be about yeah. so i went on letterbox and i read it. i'm like oh okay that's yeah. funny <laughs> um so i guess uh um what did you think i will say aside from watching it on pluto because like pluto was a weird service to like to navigate when yeah. i was watching the movie because they don't even have a search bar you know that that's the weirdest <laughs> fucking part about that whole thing how, how the, the fuck, fuck do you not have a search bar <laughs> are you supposed to pray like <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking, because I was going down the categories, and I'm like, oh, God, please let it be in the front. Like, I don't know where it is. That's stupid. I'm so lost. Um, I, I, I didn't use Pluto. I ended up renting it on Prime, because since I was on the plane, I wanted to download it on the app. Yeah, you were lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were luckier yeah. than me. And trust me, it's, be- it's better because of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't have ads in the middle, and like random yeah. parts, too. Yeah. Uh, th- which is another thing that, you know, it's an AVOD service. What do you expect? But um, Wait, I'm sorry. Coil- wait, wait I'm sorry. The first review I see on Letterboxd is Dude's Rock, five, 5 out of 5. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I like The Friends of Eddie Coyle. It was a different crime movie than I would have expected. Yeah, it had some really interesting ideas about, you know, what does it mean to really rat out you know, these people that you've been working with? What does it mean to, you know, try to actually get out of a life of crime? Those are some. It's it, it's a movie that plays with really fascinating ideas that aren't new in that genre, but it's done in a cool way with this one. I do. I will say, you know, the script is fun and the characters are 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 good, but I I there are points in it. I really like the I I like the movie overall. I had a good time with it, but there were points in the movie where I feel like just you know dialogue was being um, spoken 
in moments that just didn't feel like there had to be any dialogue, you know? And it and there were mo- there were many moments in this movie that kind of felt more like it was a play than it was uh, uh, a, a film. It's a book. Because, yeah, it's based off a book by George V. Higgins. George V. Higgins, yes. And I had to look it up afterwards, and I wasn't surprised to find that there was a play that was adapted from the either the book or the film afterwards, which I found funny because watching this movie, there's a lot of moments where these mobsters are... You know, talking and pontif- uh, like are just po- are pontificating and talking about all the numerous ways they see themselves and they see of others and they see of of things of life that feel like it's that like that feel like it's coming off of you know some actor soliloquy in a play than it does a mobster oh. talking in a film. Oh, dude, you know? this is an actor's movie by far. Yeah, it's it's definitely an actor's movie. Because, yeah. like, this has this has a fucking amazing performances. I think Robert Mitchum, like, he carries the show, uh, carries the show in general. But, fuck, man, Stephen Keats as Jackie Brown? Dude. He's really good. It's so he's good. Really good. He's so great. And Peter Boyle, just, like, how, like, what cold, heartless, like, what cold, heartless characters these people play. The thing that, like, I love about this movie is that it's such a bleak meditation on what it means to be a criminal. And how yeah. you, to be a criminal? Because I, I think one of my favorite lines in this movie it's from Jackie Brown, uh, uh, um, who um, who's played by Stephen Keats is um, I, I believe. Let me see if I can try to find it specifically. But it's something. It goes along the lines of um, um, uh, like fuck on. Like I, I, I need to find it because it, it's is a it great he, line. Is it when he's selling the guns? Is he when he's trying to sell the guns to that weird looking couple? This life's hard. This life's hard, man, but it's harder if you're stupid. That's yeah. that's a fucking fantastic line that really encapsulates what this movie's trying to get across. It's really trying to just like show you how these characters, these shady ass characters go through their criminal lives and how they are they're able to manage and how they and and how they, you know, they, they do what they do. And like there's also this sense like more and and I I, I kind of felt this towards the end of the movie, this sense of impending dread that that comes with, you know, somebody who is at a crossroads in his life and doesn't really know what to do in his situation with, you know, Eddie Coyle's character, you know? And that's interesting. What happened? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, like, that, that's yeah. interesting because I, I, I thought the same way, but in the aspect of, in the, in the context that, like, this is a story about a man who thinks that things are going to get better for himself when they're obviously not and they're going to probably get worse. And that felt more like I don't even know if nihilistic's the right word, but more somber to watch. I think I think nihilistic fits he, too. Yeah, I, I think so. Because you have these moments where he's talking to his very Scottish wife about how they're gonna get out of the town. Hilarious. They're gonna. They're, it's so it's so awesome. <laughs> I know. Oh, Harrison, you can't do that to me. <laughs> uh, there, there's those moments where you know there, there's like actual moment um, where they're you know embracing each other and really feeling. You really get that sense of, of, um, of not only compassion but of confidence that things are actually going to work out for these people. When in reality, things are actually getting worse. People are starting to suspect his actions. You know the the the, the robberies are getting worse. People are dying, and you know eventually he's gonna get into a bit of reckoning he's gonna you know he's gonna have a reckoning of him uh towards his him, his own you know towards himself 
at some point. Definitely. You, it, it's kind of like this waiting game of like, when is the other shoe going to drop? When is he going to get fucked over? Yeah, and, and when it happens, you couldn't help feel but, you know, it's sad because it, it like, what else was it going to be? It's not like he wasn't going. It, it, there was no indication or no, like there was no feeling. There was no concrete feeling or assertion uh, or <laughs> point of um, of certainty that he would be OK at the end of it. You know, not going into spoilers, but like that's that's that, that's, that's indicative of just like the the crime life in general or how these people carry no, themselves yeah. anyway. They live their lives and, going around shooting people and robbing banks when they could easily be dead in a second or caught in any moment. Oh, dude. You know? And like, and I also something I picked up on, um, I guess like this, like the, the, the Safdie's connection to this, like this is really similar to Uncle Gems in a way of like a character who's kind of like, uh, again, like in the last, like, he ha- he's down to his last options and he's really just trying to claw his way out of his situation, a situation he got yeah. himself in, you know? And, and like, at the same time, he's so sure of himself that he's got, he thinks he's going that to everything be okay. will be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, it, it kind of feels like super ignorant, really, uh, by the, towards the end of it. 100%. And I, and I, 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 you know, good call. That was a good one, actually. No. I, 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 I didn't think of to make that. Cinema's great, isn't but it? But it's, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It's fun to connect the dots. I like it. No, yeah, this is always my favorite part of the show, but um, yeah, and like, I, like I guess like, like fuck, what makes me just love these like these characters so much is just how natural they they just shoot off each other, how they go back and forth, and like you could tell that like you know the way their their conversations go is indicative of the past they have together, you know, and oh fuck, dude, the 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 actual high sequences in this movie. Super intense. I love how we really get a breakdown and a slow burn like look at how these these robberies go down, you know, from, you know, like, you know, what they were doing with uh, the hostages and, you know, like the timer and everything and the moments, the random brief moments of violence and action really, really hit home because of the pacing of this film, especially. Well, never mind, spoilers, but. It's great. It's great. No, I I really really enjoyed this the, uh, uh what they were doing. Peter Yates is fucking great, dude. I want to watch Bullet. <laughs> I want to watch Bullet again. I've heard Bullet's <laughs> really good, and I've I've been wanting. To Literally, it all I while. all I remember is just the Spanish dub of that film. <laughs> <laughs> Bullite. <laughs> I I I really enjoyed this movie. I will say one of the. I, and it's not even like it was a bit of a problem that I had, but I kind of had fun with it when it would happen. It, it, going back to it, repeat like, that. Repeat yeah. that. I cut off in Discord. Oh, sorry. Like a part, a part of the movie that I like, I ha- kind of had a problem with, but I didn't mind it completely. Was you know, yeah, the the these feel like very human characters, but there's a lot of moments. There are a lot of moments where they just kind of say something for the sake of saying something, where it's like we need a word per second. In a way, and it's like at some points it kind of makes it ridiculous. Like there's oh, a moment I love it. Where oh no, dude, I love it. I, I kind of love it too, but it's kind of dumb at some points too, because like oh, there's no. a moment. <laughs> there's a moment where um where Eddie is is getting guns from um I think from Jackie, and uh, yeah, no, he's getting ju- he's getting guns from Jackie, and he's he's telling him to hide the guns, to hide the handguns inside these loaves of bread, these bags of bread that he got from the grocery store. And he's like, oh, man, people love bread. I love bread. You just go to the park, put a little bread in the floor. Look, you know who likes bread? Squirrels. It's talking sure. like bread. I like bread. I, I get that. Like, it's so funny. Okay, so it is. Stupid. It is. It's great. I, I, I guess, but to me, I think that's like, like not why even. Why the fuck is he talking about bread? 
I don't even think that's the script. I think that's just the guys just like fucking like riffing, you know, like just like yeah, improving so like uh, like, it like on the spot. So, it comes off like so awkward at times, but like oh, in that's the why it's so great. <laughs> that's why I know I I can't help but love it at points. But yeah. it's like, why the fuck are you talking about bread? Why yeah, are you about okay, squirrels? I get it. Yeah, yeah I get what <laughs> like, you mean. You know? Yeah, <laughs> squirrels like bread. I like uh. bread. And he's like, but like, can you please move? <laughs> it's like it's like that. Um, it's like when you're talking to somebody, um, and you're already in the car. And the person that's like the person clearly doesn't know the conversation has ended or that you want him to end the conversation. So he's like walking away a couple of steps and he's like, well, you know, there's this one thing. And like he's trying to keep the conversation going as you are literally trying to go out of the driveway and leave. (laughs) He just keeps on walking towards you to continue the conversation. Oh, dude. That's what it kind of feels like at times. It's it's silly, but it's I you know, I get it. It it was a funny thing I I picked up on. Yeah. Like th- there's that other moment where the where the bank robbers uh show up to a person's house and they're like, oh yeah, they're a really quiet couple, aren't they? Oh, I get, I bet they are. And he's like, why the fuck are you talking? You're in, you're home. You're invading somebody's house. Why I, are you doing I this? I think that adds. Oh, I get that, but I think it adds to the charm of the film. You know. It yes, there is a it it does add to the charm of it, but there's that's it's just so silly, you know? Because like I get you wouldn't it. invade, it, yeah. you wouldn't casually invade somebody's house and just start you know. Well, it's casual about, to them. It's casual to them. No, I know, I know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I was just saying, like you know, in reality, you wouldn't casually invade somebody's house and be like oh let's look at this joker over here <laughs> yeah i get you i get I, okay yeah yeah i get you i get you definitely that, that that shit just that that made me laugh so much and also there's a shot of just robert mitchum asleep i couldn't help but laugh, robert dude. robert mitchum no respect to the man he's awesome he has a he has a strange face kind of does yeah like he, you know who he, you know what it reminded me of he looked oh like a, God, he looks like a big-eyed skull like, uh, like, <laughs> he looks like he has a huge skull. <laughs> that, but he reminded me of the dad of the father-in-law from Uncut Gems. He looks a lot like him, actually. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, hundred percent. No, no, no. I, I agree, hundred percent. He has a fucking interesting face too. Like he's got a weird shark face. Oh yes, yeah, that's what yes. I call it. It's a shark yes. face. He looks like a fucking hammerhead. <laughs> he's shark. got a he's got a he's got a case of shark head. <laughs> oh fuck, that's great, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, God, I I really love this movie. I think it's great. I really really enjoyed it. It was it was a really good movie. I I really did enjoy it. And I, you know what? Okay, last thing. Last and I think talking about it makes it like like it makes me love it more. Like really you getting into into it. Yeah. No, I I I agree. I do agree. Because I did think this movie was like, yeah, it's all good. It's fine. And I'm talking about it now. And I'm like, you know, th- this part I did kind of enjoy. It's silly as fuck. There's a lot in there. It. It's a lot. There's a lot in there that works. That yeah. works really well. And Peter Yates, fuck, man. He's so great. He's such I, a great he, director. I, I was going to say, um, uh, yeah, I, I will add on to that. It was He did a really good job directing this. But um, Peter Boyle, you, he, you could tell he doesn't really have that, like, get to show it as much. But just because of the physicality of just, you know, who B- Peter Boyle is and how yeah. he looks like, you do get that sense of danger and, you know, un- um, and uh, and eeriness. Oh, my God. When Fuck you find yeah. out, like, the shit that he's actually involved in. That's it. He, he doesn't. He, surprisingly enough, he doesn't talk about it so much or let people know, you know. Or, like, show it off so much compared to the other people in the movie. But, you know, there's this weird, like, um, there's this weird unease to him as to, like, how silent he is at some point. Oh, my God, yes. just the way he carries himself. Because you look at that man 
You know, God bless him, but you you would see that man in the 70s. I would be scared too. Holy shit, he's huge. He's huge. He's six he's six two, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he looks like he cracked he's tall, my yeah. skull by smiling. Like And like no, it like I, I think like the casting in this movie works so fucking well because it feels so natural. It feels like yeah. everybody feels like they're like just they're just grimy Boston gangsters, you know? Like yeah. it, it, it's really fucking cool. I, I really Without hard Boston accents. Oh my god, John Lennon was was best was Peter Boyle's best man. That's funny. <laughs> that wow. Oh my god, that's a real thing, apparently. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, I mean Peter Boyle was super, super fucking famous. Oh yeah, dude. Too. Peter Boyle is the fucking best. Like we're we're not even talking about like we haven't even mentioned the fact that you know, like how big he was in Young Frankenstein. That kind of just propelled him off into into the map. You know, working with Mo Brooks. Like but everybody loves was, Raymond. Awesome. Well, yeah, everybody loves Raymond. But I'm talking about the '70s, dude. No, like, yeah, obviously, a Taxi Driver, like um, uh, the yeah. Candidate, Joe. Yeah, no, he, no, he's a. <laughs> uh, he, you no. ever seen Young Frankenstein? Bobby? You ever seen Young Frankenstein? Uh, no, I haven't. Hmm. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I enjoyed, I, I will say, I enjoyed The Friends of Eddie Coyle. This was a good movie. I really, no, I, I yeah, I really fucking loved it. Um, I, I, um, I, yeah, I, I, this is the kind of film I see myself watching again. And, like, it just proves that, like, really the 1970s were the, some of, like, the, some of the best films of all time came out, came out during that decade. The 70s were really just f- fantastic for film. Uh, Yeah. Mm, not bad. Yeah. Uh, watch, uh, if you can, watch The Friends of Eddie Boyle. Don't watch it on Pluto. Just fucking rent it. Bite the bullet. Um, rent it on uh, Prime yeah, or no, wherever. Please don't watch it on Pluto. Like, I'll probably watch this film again, but definitely not on Pluto. <laughs> and, you know, don't, you know, also don't watch it on YouTube where, where it is on the full movie. You know, don't watch it there. <laughs> you can. Don't, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yeah as for as for my pick uh, oh we're doing a pick episode oh shit okay no nice. I, uh, no i was gonna say oh uh, okay i yeah. will be i will be postponing my pick for uh the next episode because we're gonna we're gonna have an episode in the snyder cut next yeah week. a separate you know, review it was for inevitable the snyder cut or you know yeah. Zack snyder's justice league Zack snyder's justice league yes yeah I, they, I, I, and honestly, for our both our sakes, I didn't want to tack on more stuff to watch on top of a four-hour movie. It's already we four hours long. Show, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna announce, like, I'll, I'll, I'll announce my pick next episode because, yeah. man, I'm kind of tired looking at just looking at the Snyder cut. Oh, uh, dead, yeah. Or no. just thinking about it, really. You know, like I'm kind of excited, but like thinking about it makes me think, like, oh man, this is gonna be a long. Week. I'm really fucking excited. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm really fucking excited to be honest. Like, and and here in American Nerds, we're ashamed that we're excited. That's the thing. That's what makes us. <laughs> yeah. That's what's gonna make the review so great. Cause like, <laughs> like we don't want to okay. like it, and we don't want to like. We don't want to be excited for it. I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. We do want to <laughs> like it. We obviously we do want to like it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I-, I was gonna say like. You know, kind of bring back this whole thing about like, oh wow, we're two years old. The show's two years old, full circle. I would have never, never ever expected in my life that this fucking movie never. would exist in Absol- some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we started the show, 100%. and now we got to review it. <laughs> Bullet to our fuck. I mean, <laughs> sorry, fuck. I keep saying it. Gun to the fuck. Gun to our heads. Never we, we would have thought that this would have been the scenario. Like we're 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 reviewing the Snyder Cut, you know Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's we're, uh, that's, oh my god, that's, we're doing that's it. wild. It's it really happening. is wild. 
we we really hope and pray that this epi- that episode would not be four hours long. We're sure it won't be. Well, no, we hope so. It, you it, know? It'll probably push like two two and a half hours. I'm, I'm predicting two and a half you hours. Know. This was kind of two and a half right now, and that's all good. Yeah. Yeah, because we did have a lot to talk about, but hey, thankfully it's not the Snyder Cut. Yeah. But you know, we'll is there get any- to that next week. Yeah. Is there anything? Uh, yeah. Anything you want? Anything else to to put in? Anything to to, to announce? No, right? No, no. Sure. I think that's about it. I mean, yes. we'll we'll have more mailbag when uh, we get a couple more entries in the in the docket, and we'll yeah. You know, we're, list off yeah, like uh, we're gonna be posting. Yeah, we, we post more on you know on, on Instagram for you know for questions and whatever. And we're gonna, I, I guess, like we we've had a few questions that like we've like you know not not answered because you know we want to like include it more like w- with a bunch more. So I guess you know yeah the next mailbag will include questions from like you know different posts that we haven't mentioned before. So you know because it's been a while since we've done it. But yeah, 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 yeah. it will it will come. But you know, we're also two college students that are, are like super close to graduating. We're kind and of depressed. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, let me speak for myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want. I don't mean to project on you. <laughs> All right, where can are we you find you, buddy? My depre- are you claiming my depression? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit! Where can we find you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's uh, Snyder Week. It's yeah. Snyder Cut Week, boys. It's Snyder Week. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, you can find me at Summer L. Cruz on Twitter. Uh, Victor, where can we find you? You can find me at Vic M. Kyle on Twitter. And you can find the show at American Nerds. That's at American Nerds. Just how, just how it's fucking spelled. All right? We don't need to hold your fucking hand. All right? You know, it's, it's American Nerds on Instagram. American Nerds on everywhere you find podcasts. But, you know, typically, mostly, most of our audience is Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can and listen if you- to our show on a Bluetooth radio. Yeah, that has a Barbie brand on it. You could watch our show on a Shrek TV. Yeah, no, you really can. Uh, you and eventually can. And eventually, when we do do video, uh, you know, on on YouTube, so that's gonna be cool. But whenever YouTube, that happens, maybe may, maybe Twitch. Let's see which one we could actually get away with more. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, that'd be All fun. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're done here. Take care, y'all. Peace. <laughs>